Hello, amigo. You gardens, gardens. One on Instagram. This is episode six sixty nine point five. world again. Hopefully, you guys have had an amazing weekend. It's been beautiful up here, and up here in northern Michigan. There we go. And that other, that other ball guy talking in the background. Junior 710, hopefully you are get this chat popped out, man. Half halfway through the other one, I was top chat. Well, top chat's bummer. That's what they can see. Wake up with me. Oh, Jason, I still how are you? White Cleese John. James D. Weaver. We're in a family fire, Mr. Green, because I am sticking to my word tonight. One joint, then I am going off camera and getting some stuff done. I'm doing something tonight. Smart. Smart. Smoking, smoking time. I do not. I'm going to roll up a little bit of this but I gotta watch my back. Sniper's on the hill with the field. Maybe not Friday. 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 Maybe Cheers, Red Bill. Catherine, and in this kind of got two kind of tours in chat. Got Catherine and Seven Panda. You guys got some things to talk about. <laughs> Cheers, you guys. See what else I can find here. Play. I like the, the White Cliff vibe tonight. See what we can find. It's something similar. What will YouTube throw me? I was listening. Oh no! Uh, I was listening to uh, earlier. Some good stuff. So the Wu Tang, James C. Weaver, Dico, more of a concierge than I am. We're all talented, really. 
He has a YouTube channel. You can go there and check it out. Met her cross paths on the Golden Pumas channel. Another great gentleman as well. So uh, only what? Only bread pills the only one smoking? Who's lying part of them? Oh, I see. Looking forward to hearing your story. Man, it's hard to get into the summer grind of things, man. I definitely love that summer. Grinding it out to the last seconds it goes down. It's hard not to get up and be up all day. This third shift skipped me in a little bit. Well, we got here. It tastes pretty good. Columbia's tasting pretty good. What will you throw us next? You do any suggestions while we're waiting for chats? Such a wide variety they're throwing me right now. It's not like you two. Jay Green stuff popping in anyway. Say, so, turn over the 
Chat so. What's up, Davis gang? You got one shot, Jack. What's you gonna do with it? <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, man. How you doing? Happy Sunday. Bro. Hello. Pretty beard. I used to get told I look like Slim Shady. Marshall yeah. Lathers. I think it's me anyway. Yeah, it's definitely me. Definitely. Fucking ant phone. Oh, I, I'm not talking. I wasn't talking. At least. Can you hear me now? I gotta get some weed in this bowl. Let me swipe over here. I can't see it. You disappeared on me, Eagle. What up, chat? It's a green stock talks now, shit. Terp Talk Tuesday. Nah, it's Sunday. Not even sure what I'm smoking on, to be honest, right now. My wife had some stuff on the tray, and uh, that's what I'm smoking on. Packing up a bowl, just clean the bong. It's not spotless, but pretty good, pretty good. Let's see if we get Eagle back in here. I don't know. Lost connection. Oh, there you are. Hey. Eagles back in the house. You went dark on me for a second. Oh. There we go. I can hear you and I can see you now. I'm going to get some more herb up smoke. Now that Eagle's back, I will step aside and go grab some weed. There you go. I can hear you. They just, uh, yeah, my, I don't know what happened there. Fucking, let's see. Zoom had uh, froze up on me there for a brief second. Cheers, everybody who popped in while I was fumbling around. Bill 57, Matt. Of course, Miss Sativa, a uh, Sativa, Drusilla. All right, yeah, I can hear you. I don't know what happened there. I thought it was my headphones or my earpiece there, but then as I tried to switch, it, the the not responding Zoom is not responding window popped up there. Ah, fuck. I was like, oh, no, maybe he went and uh, he's off camera grabbing his another mic or something. And I was like, ah, I'm an idiot. I didn't talk when he was trying to figure out if his headphones were working or not. So he probably thought either they weren't working or I was muted or something. Going on. Looks like Green Fingers is jumping in. I like the clear sound of the headphones, but I don't like the tether. 
They do have wireless, but I hate recharging or replacing batteries, even though these have a fucking battery because they're noise canceling. So I guess you know, just get wireless. I bought these. I bought these for that reason, though, to be honest with you. I usually hook them up differently on the other computer that I had prior to this. They had a little bit more length, but I bought these just to get away from having that Bluetooth earpiece jammed in my head, you know, five hours a day. And then I was listening to it, you know, walking around doing shit. I just figured my head needed a break from that Bluetooth sometimes. So I went and bought a hardwire thinking I would relieve myself a little bit. And then it didn't last long. I think it was some part to do with this right here. I got one with the mic on it that just, floating out there that i don't use that mic so it just dang fucking hangs out there <laughs> it's like a fucking helicopter pilot and shit yeah i feel like i'm about ready to do a weather report or some shit traffic cheers buddy howdy Jesus. I don't even think Greenfingers has said hello yet. Cheers to you both. How you doing, Eagle? Pretty good. Pretty good. How was your guys' this weekend? <clears throat> Excellent. I'm starting to wonder if you and the major aren't working together on this auto effort. <laughs> I seen you dropped a bunch of new. Remember, I offered to to send him something, and a couple like a month ago, he was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, I'd love to, but you know, Canada and all this." And then today, out of the blue, I got a DM saying, "Oh, hey, I changed my mind." <laughs> so I got to get creative. It's usually pretty easy to uh, get something over there. Well, pretty, I pretty easy these days. I uh, maybe I got 40, 35. Uh, Autos that I just germinated a couple days ago. Yeah. Like four or five new varieties from Loud that I'm going to find room for somewhere. And shit, yesterday I got Amy Aces. And I got to get that going. Good stuff there. Good stuff. This Mendo crumble smells a little bit like the Amy Aces mixed with something else. It's got a little bit of the cheesiness that my Amy had. It's like a cheesy berry. Ooh, I have a bag of uh, last week, Flora Nug sent me. 
some varieties to try out and so many come in and you like as we all know you can really only work on so many at a time before you're just growing them out and you know like i do too many then i don't have enough effort to spend on any particular one to really you know see what it's got well for somebody that's uh sounds like could be in your spot there and i've been in that spot still in that spot it's hard to bring in new flavors and keep everybody interested everybody likes everybody likes that one but unless you're keeping everything around for a little while it's hard you know second time around you get that person oh yeah i want that one i really like that well that was two runs ago and i'm not i don't have that one anymore yeah. <laughs> you should yeah. have spoken up a little yeah. sooner it's weird and a lot of times for me like the ones that the people like are the ones that i oh like this last year there was this one called j1 crossed into runs it was good i got why other people liked it but i didn't particularly like it because it wasn't like that strong it was like a maybe a daytime weed and i wasn't planning on keeping it going but the people spoke and i still have it going and yeah it's i guess it's a daytime weed <laughs> it doesn't feel like it's a heavy hitter. Now, Buddy, I think part, we have a, a common I connection. Smelled, we don't know it. I smelt, uh, it was maybe four weeks in uh, at my buddy's operation. He's had, he's got that. Well, I got clones of it because like it smelled very unique. It's that Mike and Larry from guess that skunk master flex line uh or his his work um, Mike and Larry's. it's called mike and larry yeah uh it had unique smell like I, I i'm not good at coming up with descriptions other than i hadn't smelled that smell before so uh i guess i'm excited to have got picked that up that's and the beauty of cannabis. Some of it is something the last year or so. I know uh, Jack likes that one too. Is the Donnie Burger, and that that comes from the same same guy. Actually, I got these other plants that he didn't want it. He's he's getting rid of running it, but it was called Betty White. But then I don't know how if the he says that comes from Mendo do wait Mendo boy yeah does anybody else know about this strain called Betty White it was around like before Betty White died it, it's been around a little while um yeah that's what I'm smoking tonight it's really kind of I think it might kind of have some cookie influence in it but it's good too Jack actually, uh, like he was trying to say there, you might have a common friend at some point because Jack was nice enough to 
get a, a carrier pigeon to stop by the house with a cut of the J1. Uh, okay, has it been two years now, Jack? Yeah, it has been. Holy shit. And the, how long have you same, lived over here in North County, San Diego? How many years? Like uh, since 2017. So what is that? Five? Well, then I was in San Marcos for since 2011. Yeah, well, I, I, I've been, I moved down here in 1999 from San Fernando Valley, basically, I guess 23 years. And uh, I'm sure we have some circle people. It's not because yep, I know big. a guy running in the J1 runs right now, too. So it, it seems like too small of a or too small of a world, right? Well, and that's J1 runs from modern epigenics. Because that's that's who the one I'm running came from. Oh, okay, from yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, Michael just... Hendon and Brianna Hendon. Michael got murdered, like in Temecula a couple years ago, and then Brianna's take taking the thing over, and the the release last year was the Runs reversal which was all the work was really done by Michael before this happened. And then even like what I was going to say, uh, I think she's finally going to release it this week, but I've had, I guess, I don't know, tester. I don't know what you would call it, but no, I've had her line that she's releasing for months and uh, it's everything's crossed into straw Nana. And like I have, Strong Nana, Gary Payton, Strong Nana, Cat Piss, Strong Nana, White Truffle, Strong Nana, J1, Strong Nana. Yeah, I'm not taking clones. I'm just, I'm just running them because I got too many fucking things going. And, and to take clones off of all those and the different phenos would then be, I have more seeds and they're feminized and I've kind of, yeah, I've in my thing, I, 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 feminized seeds are pretty uniform, at least the people I get them from. The regular seeds, oh, yeah, you kind of, you got to really search those out differently. But, um, yeah, I, I, I rarely have ever done that where I just don't take clones of it. So then I'm just growing it out once. And that's the bummer of it right there, buddy, is when I run somebody's gear out and they want my opinion on it, I really feel that it needs two runs before I actually give them my 100%, you know, evaluation on it. I don't think you Even can get a opinion on it. For somebody else, I personally don't think I can make any decision. Even when I, I mean, the obvious pheno picks when some one plants, weird or some three runs like like it takes the like mom the mom the seed mom the that's sort of the 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 least like i learned the least from that one you know it's the second one and then really the third one where by that point i'm acclimated or it's acclimated and it might not be as stretchy as it first was when when you sprouted it or 
subtle changes that that I guess is what we call acclimation, right? See, according to your standards, man, a lot of the breeders would be even more pissed than a lot of them that I worked with were. Because so many of them want that that report on that first run, you know, some pics maybe. I have another full in Arizona. I grows for as long as I have. He takes clones off his mom's and calls them. Like <laughs> that's where I get this idea. He believes that they're useless, and and he doesn't even grow them out. He just grows them out, takes clones, then. Because sexism takes clones, but never flowers out the seed moms, just the clones. Hmm. I've never heard of that. I think you're missing some of the expression there, because some of the shit that I've grown from the seed, like the actual seed with the taproot, has been super special. It might get better after the second or third run, but sometimes it changes for, you know, not the better. Well, I mean, I have one room with like, I would say average ceiling height. And then I have my other room with, I don't know, tall ceiling heights. But most people are compromised with height, even tents, especially. Um, seed moms definitely have this different vigor and stretch that usually the clone won't stretch near as much. So. I think that is some of what his thing is, is that, yeah, the seed plants always get too unruly where the clones he can control. <laughs> I could see that. That's part of the reason I like growing the seeds is because they're vigorous. You could veg them a little shorter, uh, flip them, and then they kind of rage once they've taken to their final pot. I love both though. I mean, there's a place for both, obviously. Once you find something you love, like you said, people are asking for it, so they want more of it. And if you find something you like that's good medicine, you want to be able to keep it around. Otherwise, you'd all be growing it's autos so like major. I've had strains where, yeah, as this even the first clone or the second, third time, yeah, it acclimated negatively. Like it, like it didn't, oh, the first one was great but then it didn't translate to a plant that wanted to be cloned and then other ones are the opposite and ultimately yeah i grow in a method that clones like that's that's whatever i do with clones so yeah i don't really like seed moms we just got to say auto a few um, more times and then the major will show up. Sorry, go ahead. Eve. Oh, that's, that's an, an inedible there. But even, yeah, I look, wrong. even like what I realized with this last round of autos was they didn't get big enough that I had to stake them or worry about the wind. They were just water only. It took whatever, less than a hundred days. And I didn't bother like saying I because most of my stuff is indoor salt. So to my customers, I was like, oh, this is living soil outdoor. I didn't put auto in the in the description of it. 
I think that because was one they didn't really care. But felt. like to be honest with you, shit, that was one of the times when, yeah, well, I won't have any more of that because that's another thing. Like each, you know, you don't get clones off of the auto. So that was that, and it's gone. But they liked it. Like no one said, "Oh, that that was weird. It wasn't as strong as or no, it was good." You got to pitch it like a vintage of a wine. It's, it's one time and one time only this year, this season. I, you know? well, I, I when I really think about it, like the people that are my people, like, like it's 20 years. I don't know how many years, but like I realized a few of them, I put initials on bags. Two of my long biggest, they never asked me. Like I realized, oh, if I put, let's see, uh, DB on a bag. They're not calling me and say, "Hey, is D, what's DB?" They don't care. Some of it is. They just want it to be good. That's what they care about. But like, there's so like so much conversation over that over the years. And then I noticed a couple people. They, especially because oh, I always lately have so many different kinds and all this and. You know, little of this, a little of that. Um, yeah, I realized a couple people now, a year or so later, they stopped asking me even what it is. They don't care. Like, they, they don't care. <laughs> like, the, the name game thing doesn't. And even with them, like, I call things whatever their lineage is. I don't call it its name. Like, even these ones I was talking about from modern, they all have a name. Like uh, the one I run for years now is is Mendo Grath crossed into runs and it's actually called Wife of Pablo. Well, I never called it Wife of Pablo ever. I call it. I write on the bag MR, and some people know it's Mendo Runts, but like I would like. Yeah, I don't know. People want to name them things like even this new line, the strawberry banana line. Oh, my God. They're, you got to know Japanese, like all these names like, oh, one of them is called strawberry banana pancake. And then I can't pronounce the word. Maybe somebody here knows, but it's basically pancakes in Japanese. Well, <laughs> I just called it pancakes. You know what I'm saying? Because even if they did care, that's what they would care about. Like what plant heritage or lineage, not some goofy name. And so that's many things about. have goofy names. I get it. It differentiates yourself and adds some personality to it. But um, yeah. The lineage thing, though, it's funny because, like, even if you just list the parent names, some of those strains have some funny-ass names. Like one of my buddies brought up Girl Scout Crack. was a strain that he just didn't feel comfortable writing on bags. And, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate, some of the names. Well, I remember when Green Crack hit, and at that time... I thought it was like 
sort of like, well, why would anyone name it that? And it was renamed. Fucking Snoop Dogg named it that. It's it's Kush. C U S H Kush is the actual yeah. strain. And I mean, we live in this world, Instagram and branding. So yeah, I, that's that stuff. I guess matters. I don't. I don't know. I, but I know some of like those people I know that smoke weed and are into weed and you know uh, they don't they all the name game thing and all that now they've lost interest in that a long time ago <laughs> I'm, I'm getting more and more uh to be a proponent or advocate of the keeping things proprietary jesus try to but man I, I would like to see it come down to more just names and not everybody worrying about uh what's in it you know cannabis is as individual individualized as we are and i really believe it would be just as fucked up for somebody to walk up and go wow you're really cool what's in you what's your family line you know what i mean go right past who you are and what you are to knowing, having to know your genetic makeup. You know what I mean? I think that's the same thing. Why don't you appreciate me for me? Why do you, why, why are we going that far back? Well, in cannabis's I mean? case, and sometimes maybe, it can ruin someone's whole day. Like, and I guess a person could do that too, but like a sativa for some people will give them a panic attack and send them to the hospital where like a person they might not have the same political views or ethnic backgrounds or whatever it is. And you can still get along with them. And Like consuming something is different than meeting someone. Well, right? What you just brought up, I mean, okay, we know a little panic attack, but our country is in the middle of accepting psychedelics as like a legal recreational thing. And I got experience in my whole life with that being in the deadhead thing and all that. And I'll just tell you, not everyone's meant to take psychedelics. And if it's, if it's becomes a, like, like it looks like it's becoming. And even when they talk about therapeutic sessions and stuff. Yeah. If it was supervised and, and with somebody that really knew what they were doing and, and then that'd be a long session because it wouldn't just be the one hour that's 50 minutes by the time you get in and out, it would have to be like a six hour appointment or longer, but uh, just everybody out there. No, I, I, I don't think that's no, no. If every, people, not everyone's ready to trip, especially on mushrooms that are seven times stronger than the ones that, we've pretty much been used to for the last 20, 30 years that were I pretty think. damn strong themselves. Like yeah, I, yeah. I never complained that, holy shit, these mushrooms aren't strong, but now you have ones that are seven times stronger. Jeez. I think just because of that reason, uh, you'll see consumptions like type atmosphere, supersede cannabis. I was watching thing a thing the other day on uh, microdosing and the healing power of mushrooms. 
And there's already a bunch of places out there where you can go and have somebody sit with somebody sit next to you, headphones, dark mask, you know what I mean? Just kind of fucking good music beyond your headphones or where you want them to be. I think that they'll be become more and more of a thing, you know, just a you book a weekend to a, like one of these mushroom retreats, <laughs> you know what I mean? And kind of go the gauntlet through the weekend. You know, I always thought it, I thought it was funny today, tonight's guest, he referred to uh, his kid, his first time. He said, I didn't receive the download, if you will, the first time. And I think it's funny with people that uh, I, that's how people relate the psychedelic experience or experiences with, uh, but with medicine as well, it's, it's a download because that first experience, heavy experience I had with mushrooms, that's exactly the way I, I put it, phrased it as well was a download everything that i went through everything that happened that evening came true and i didn't picture it i didn't like freak out and see like a little movie in my head you know what i mean it didn't play out it was just like downloaded that's the best way i could i could put it you know it was just information that was received and just kind of played out naturally in time it was, uh, I don't know. It was, it was nice to see other people to relate to that term, the description. <clears throat> Sounds like a profound experience. I said that on mute and then fucking unmute and cough. But I do think that more places are going to open up, like you're saying, where people can go have that experience. They're doing it with like ayahuasca. They've done it with. Uh, salvia retreats people can go and smoke under or eat it under supervised like there's, well, there's but those are in other countries but it comes on adam dunn's show and beyond him being into the mushroom therapy he legit ketamine therapy where they use ketamine in a therapeutic form Yeah, this is definitely. Sorry, we'll say so. I was, I forgot what I was. Gonna... Tease up. It was about what age did we all start tripping? There it is. What was the youngest? What what age? Mm. Mine was thirteen, mm. and it was way too much, but I liked it so. I want to say around 16. I want to, yeah, it was 15 or 16 for me. I can't remember if I was able to drive or yet. Not yet. I know where I was and who I was with, but I can't remember my exact age at the time. I know I didn't drive to the location. Yeah. Mine was, um... I remember. Go ahead. I remember who and when and where. <laughs> I just had to think real quickly about the age. All back to like I've said this 
thousand times. I think, I think us males get blamed sometimes a little too much for being the bad influence side of shit, getting women into, you know, whatever, because I think I've done more crazier shit because a woman has done it just to hang out. You know what I mean? The fucking then women have done like say smoke weed. You don't smoke weed? Yeah, I'll smoke weed and hang out with it. In this case, very young, 15, I want to say closer to 15, beautiful blonde, already fucking tripping. Go hang out, take some acid. Yeah. Wasn't even acid, it was chocolate mescaline. Three, three microdots, she tells me to take. I literally watched the skin melt off my arms and just totally trip balls that first time. <laughs> totally, totally trip balls that time with uh, her. Uh, I think I don't, I would have probably waited if it wouldn't have been for uh, her influence, that's for sure. Seems pretty hot, old Carrie. <laughs> I never done mescaline, but I did a lot of um ecstasy, quad stack, pokey balls back when when I was doing it. That's what they were called. And I did ask, um what the hell did you just say? Ketamine. Yeah, ketamine once, and it was something that you can take over the world with. It's like you give everybody a little bit and don't tell them. They're very fucking able to just tell somebody what to do and they'll listen. So like that's why it works for um for therapy so good because you can tell them like tell them that they don't have problems or to get over it in a certain way and it works that way. Like it's so like where you're controlling the other person so much. Like I had to like watch five people because they were like really doing a lot of ketamine allegedly, and I had to like walk after them. They went outside and tried to go chase the ice cream man and shit. I had to like, hey, stop, get over here now. Like drill sergeant and shit. And they all stopped, turned around, came back, fucking all just every command you tell them, they would do like easy. It was crazy. Like, that's crazy. Ketamine. Well, here's what I'll say. For seven years, and I was pretty young, I was the flunky for this giant acid distribution on Dead Tour, DT, legendary. We sold acid by the tens of thousands. We would go out on tour with 100, 200,000 hits. I did a lot of the blottering and all this. Well, we got indicted in 87. So this story's long over. He's dead and it is what it is. But uh, yeah, there was, it was a small percentage. But one of the things that I witnessed was the wreckage left behind like oh for every person that might have been enlightened and oh there was always these few pretty serious things that would happen where people like were never the same or ended up in bad situation mental hospitals or like whatever they called that a bad trip or whatever but we did it at a scale where yeah that was something that we paid attention to a lot of times, BT, 
in, in response to that would make the doses weaker. <laughs> that was always his thing. Oh, that batch must have been too strong because there was more or less of this wreckage or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like you still see that, like in, they're kind of not as prevalent now, but when I first started going to the Bay Area in the 80s, like 81, 80, a lot of the street people were casualties from Haight-Ashbury 60s, like acid dropouts, people that basically lost their mind on, on it, you know? <laughs> yeah. I know if you can, I know a cat to this day is still digging for gold in his basement. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about green fingers again? What? No. That was no. Just kidding. Well, Not me. I, yeah, maybe. It was I'm of, just kidding. It green fingers, don't you dig in your backyard? Weren't you convinced that you were finding? No. Actually, I don't want to let your secrets out. There's no treasure all over the place, all around the world that's hidden by the fucking, by the floods that happen that are written in the Bibles that people don't want to believe. No, I didn't find none of that shit. People find cool shit all the time. They're always un, un, read, like unsurfacing these new cities, like ancient civilizations. And... I know. That's fucking all underneath well, that feet and 30 feet. That's why they don't let us dig that far. I, I think it's still on like they've changed it up but there was this reality show like the first season it was about these weird blind frogs that were in this like it's i don't know where this land is but then they they got a bunch of legit people involved in like doing magnetic testing why there's all these events and animals that are that are mutilated but not by other animals i don't know if it Anyone else's skin on like his yeah, that those people. And and the first season was this property and this weird whole thing, but then the next season it was the property next door. And now that one's been a couple seasons, but that whole clan and all the people involved are are like way out there and weird shit happens on this property that like even some of it is produced by the treasure hunter guys because yeah. the story is that the aztec gold or what is somehow buried i think it's in utah or i don't know somewhere in the united states this area but there's this the story is that there might be cache of treasure there or the aliens like they got everything covered the aliens the gold uh mutilations it's a weird show. It was so weird I couldn't even watch it because it seemed fake. Yeah, interdimensional beings, the fucking all the radiation coming from the ground, all the all that shit. Like they used to test fucking nuclear bombs out there. Why wouldn't they fucking do shit like that? Makes sense. Well, I got mad after I realized that I watched that other Oak Island. I watched that show. I don't watch it anymore. I. My hey, one hey, friend that still does. Eagle's favorite show. Well, wait, it was <laughs> mine too. Other than like, once we got down to this format, I realized we're never going to, like every season I remember, oh, we're going to find something. We really are going to find something. And then I realized if we found something, that'd be the end of the show. And this thing's going on its eighth year. We're still like, 
like eight seasons of this madness. And it, they seem to have the same format. They regurge a lot of the storyline. Well, don't worry. Because Greenfingers gonna... oh. was on last night. Spoiler, season I, nine spoiler. They're, oh, they they're find, showing up in his backyard. Because I still TiVo it. And I'm waiting for the, like, all right, we really find something. And, not, and, and, and my take on well, it. On a serious, I'm curious what you're on a serious note, buddy. They have they have found a bunch of really cool stuff there this last year. But they didn't find some... the Holy Grail or whatever. But but what's the, the guy? I don't know other way to describe him other than the the guy that was a slave that freed himself and then ended up buying like these plots. The black guy. I think mm -hmm. whatever was there, that dude found it. That. Somehow he became like the richest dude in Nova Scotia from like they he obviously found it. That's my that's after watching Oak Island for whatever years, I I I point to that that story as the yep, I forget the guy's name, but I'm drawing a blank right now too. But did he find Eagle, it all? Eagle, what's the no. cool shit that they found in the most you recent season? Find it all. You can never find it all. So you're There's right. so much shit. There's so much. Yeah. There's think about how many people that have lived before us and people living now, and we bury ourselves with shit and we make tombs. And people still, if you go to a certain uh, burial grounds, you'll see these fucking monuments. They're mini uh, pyramids in modern times where people have these giant marble fucking above where their family can come in and sit down on a bench and be above their grave or whatever. Some of them have full on like yeah. homes well in there i gotta do is look at the egyptian stuff and like and there's still tombs that they haven't uncovered where there's ah. there's like gold solid gold six foot statues and stuff like what up captain 420 looks beautiful he didn't mess hey, around. hey cap take another little walk through to Dude, the resort bro. here Look at beautiful. Down to the pool and smoke this joint. How many oh, more yeah, days at the resort? Uh, nine. <laughs> Living the good life. Someone's got to do it. Two hundred and twenty U.S. dollars, nine days. Well, how much do you pay for your rent of your house per month? Uh, hundred and six a month. Oh, okay. You can't compare. I was thinking, well, shoot, no. if it's that cheap, you might as well just live there. Right. Well, <laughs> I thought about well, that. Well, 200 sounds cheap here, but over, if you get a, a, a nice house, your house looks pretty nice uh, for 100, you said 100 and something a month? Yeah. Damn. So, yeah, uh, now that Thailand is uh, totally changed, we'll sit out here and uh, smoke a joint with you guys. Out in the fucking public. Yeah, yeah. give you a little. Remember when you first pool. came on, and you smoking weed or even having weed was like you could end up in. You know, you. I remember you. Yeah, <laughs> like it was serious. Like you, you couldn't fuck around over there. Now I can go down to the corner not more than five minutes away from here and spend $25 a gram and buy it right out of a store.
25 U.S. dollars a gram. And is that like Fuck indoor, that. like hydro weed? Indoor. It's grown yeah. over there with like techniques taken from <laughs> here. commercial grows over yeah. here? Exactly. It's all boof. I well, like anywhere, seed packs. I I brought a hundred seed packs with me. Twenty of them have fruit. Eighty of them have gas, fuel, burnt rubber, earth tones. Some of the best successes I've witnessed people have is all about timing, like being in the right place at the right time. And you seem to be in the right place at the right time, Cap, because you already have We're some experience. A- you know, a lot of people are on planes right now coming over there to capitalize on what they think. But I think you're in a good position because you've already been there five years. I'm in a really great position. I'm by a fucking pool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm by a pool in Thailand. Look at that beautiful sky. That's a beautiful pool. <laughs> Oh, the resort's nice. This is normally like a $60 a night resort because there's no tourists. I'm probably, there's only five, six rooms rented out here. I'd pay $15 for the morning buffet. They have cooks that will cook you whatever you want to eat in the morning. Well, I imagine pre-COVID all that this place would be packed, right? Yeah. I couldn't touch this place for less than fifty, sixty dollars a night. And the prices yeah, 50, were high. Fifty, sixty bucks yeah. a night. Fifty, sixty bucks a night here gets you like a Motel Six. Right. I love Motel Six in a, in, a, in a shitty neighborhood. Cheers, Mister Smiley. Cheers. I'm not hating. Motel Six. I'm not hating. I'm just saying that's what. I'm sure now like own fucking half of a building, so I can do whatever I want. Red roof in. I fuck with the red roof in. Quality in, double tree. Now, Jack, at me. It's $60 a night or by the hour, whatever. By the hour. Yeah, like, that's, that's how like, you know you're dealing with the good Captain stuff. Captain knows. Jerry sings about <laughs> it in West LA Fade Away. He just wants to rent it for a minute or two. He don't need it. Too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At $60 for the night, I get a girl and a room. So do I. <laughs> and the trouble is I, I don't really have a trouble but the girls are usually younger than my daughter <laughs> I had a problem with that when I came to Thailand trying having girls actually come up and want to go out with me because they wanted to learn English. They wanted to learn about the Western world. I had a really problem about going out with girls younger than my daughter, but that soon passed. <laughs> I found out the young well, I found out the younger girls are more educated and they wanna learn more about the outside world instead of their older sisters who are just basically culture bound and don't want to expand their mind, but the younger ties want to expand their mind. Wait, you're hiring them so you can expand their mind? 
Well, I'm explaining a few things too. <laughs> no, those girls come free. <laughs> I don't pay for sex here. Don't have to. I ain't that old yet. <laughs> So how's everyone doing today? Excellent. Excellent. It's it's our evening. I know Smiley's doing pretty good with that Death Star and the Death Grape now in his garden. And by the way, Smiley, we got pre-sales on that already. (laughs) The clones? No, product. Oh. You don't sell those clones. You sell the product. <laughs> oh, I guess so. Right. So I got flowers sold for you. As soon as you get it produced. Got it. It's in the works. That's how to help out brothers. Kind of excited. I'm going to see uh, Leighton Morrison tomorrow. So. Out with some of the soil. But there's an event over by your area? No, it's not an event. He just he's making his way south in a few different cities, and he happened to be in Michigan. Uh, Stop by um, Wormies GR. Their new location is uh, like 12 acres, and uh, yeah, they're doing a lot of cool shit out there. So it was. That was one of the places stopping, so I'm gonna roll out there. It's not too far from me, so be kind of the cool. facility that big there is it? Are they like producing the inputs for the worms, or is it? I mean, no, giant beds that they're just like chopping and dropping. I mean, how's that? How does that work? No, they're producing. That's a lot of space. I'll, I'll know more, more tomorrow, I guess. But I, to my knowledge, they're ma- he's making cover crop seed in there, and they're yeah, they're still hauling in a lot of the oh. material because that's part of their their gig is keeping a organic material out of out of the landfills and shit. Alright, uh, that's awesome to hear some quality people, quality product. It's nice to hear them explain for sure. Yeah. That's a lot of space. 12 acres for worm farming anyway. That's the main gig. That's a lot of worms. That's a lot of worms. That's a lot of worms. Yeah, it is. They they got big windrows they do, so it's like the big I don't know how many yards of whatever at a time they're doing now, but it's it's a lot bigger than what they were. It's a neat operation, man. They they do the steps, dude. It's good shit. Like I uh, I never talked about it really, but I I think um, I think this most recent little bout of powdery mildew might have been because of soil biology, and uh, and the fact that that round. The rounds that I saw that pop up in were rounds that actually, because Wormies was moving locations, they they like bagged up all the stuff they could and then moved with whatever. But they uh, 
they ran out of what they had bagged so there was like a three month span over the winter like december to march or whatever that i couldn't get it so i had to source it from other places and those were the rounds that all of a sudden bam i'm seeing problems that i hadn't seen before and i'm like I don't know. I don't know. It's whatever. It's one of them things I wouldn't directly tie or ever be able to. But in my back of my head, I'm going, man, I really wonder how much of a role that plays in it. You know what I mean? There was uh, some some different form of set of biology in the like whatever castings I was getting them, you know. It's kind of funny you say that because I was mostly on today and uh I actually seen two spots in my yard where there was, like, say, uh, rotting stumps. You know what I mean? Cut off six inches or so. And I've never seen this before. And uh, as I mow up close to it, I can see, like, an obvious, like, white powder. And you can see around the stump, like, a white area. And it looked kind of powdery mildewy but man you hit that spot and you just see white dust come right off the fucking and i was like what the fuck and i'm wondering the same thing what what's going on in these little white areas yeah i mean it's the the grass everything around there up to the stump and nothing's been dumped on these you know stumps or nothing like that and they're not close together so i'm wondering if something like that isn't going awry well, now are you sure it's not anyway. like a mycelium network because like no yeah my like my experience of powdering mildew is on leaves like it seems to need a leaf you would see if, if, it, if it were a mycelium layer i would expect it to be hairy correct not right. necessarily it a dry like poop powder yeah thing. and it, that, i wouldn't expect that to have that white fluffy dust come up like you're saying, no, that's moist. It doesn't dust. Well, I've noticed, oh, and good. to a point where, like, I don't usually have powdery mildew throughout the year, but when there's the two major climate shifts, that's when I go on my like preventative. But that's when it usually shows up, which is like in the last month or so. And then again, when winter comes, even though my rooms are sealed and split mini controlled, so it's not like they go through the temperature thing, the rooms, but like I've noticed over the years, yeah, there's, I think it's when the climate goes through like a, like now we're in summer and there's more powdery mildew floating around and when the weather changes in the winter, it seems to come back then too. I mean, I guess it's there all around you at all times. It's just a matter if it can proliferate, which most indoor climates are perfect for it to proliferate. I think I'm gonna jump out a little early and go hang in the chat so I don't pass out on camera. I was kind of busy today and uh, <laughs> a little worn out. And it's been great seeing you all. Captain 420, Green Fingers, Eagle, Smiley, Buddy. Jack. Always a pleasure. Always Peace and love, everybody. Pleasure. Peace.
I'll be chilling in the chat. Take care, Jay. Thanks for popping in, brother. Peace and love. I noticed that something else this year is normally, man, or last few years being up here. I was uh, definitely IPM had me worried or staying on my IPM definitely outside because I draw from the outside and it's filtered and filtered, but I am drawing on outside air <clears throat> nonetheless. And when I first moved up here, man, I started seeing mites and trees, you know, around me, little webs and shit. Bitch. I was like, holy fuckers, you fuckers. <laughs> they were bad when I first came up here. And then it seems like, well, first year was bad, took a year off. And then the last two years were, eh. Then last year we had a bad, the gypsy worms, the, the moss. The worms that turn in the moss and shit were heavy. And so this year, I don't know, they must terrorize those, the mites, because fucking I ain't seen no no signs when I would have normally be seeing that shit pretty abundant right now. I think the, the gypsy moss took out the, the mite problem in my area. The kind of uh, what would you call that? That's uh, predatory, regenerative, right? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, just be like a cycle. Like certain years, you got more whatever rabbits than the year before, or whatever. You know what I mean? Well, this property for for I guess it was six years. We grew milkweed. We had over 600 milkweeds and cycling those for the monarch butterfly breeding. And I didn't really try to grow outside here because that we had, I couldn't treat at all. Like you couldn't overspray a BT will wipe out a whole colony of monarchs. Like, so that wasn't an option. And even when we, I got, we changed all that or I changed all that and no more milkweeds on the property. It still took a couple of years where like every butterfly in the fucking area knew to come to this property because we like the whole property was butterfly plants <laughs> and that was what it was. But then it took time. I remember the first season. Yeah. I had a lot of problems with, they're not butter. Like monarchs aren't, aren't really the problem. It's moss. Like they might, we might call them butterflies, but the ones that get in the, leave those worms in the plants are actually moss from what I'm in my area. But uh, now it's about three, four years of no milkweed and no pollinators. And uh, uh, yeah, they stopped coming around. Milkweed, I thought, was good for some kind of input, isn't it, Smile? When it comes to like cana. Milkweed, I don't know. Milk the no. milkweed, I imagine, because it is like a magical plant. Like, like even in the life of monarch butterflies, they will only lay their eggs 
on a milkweed. They'll take pollen from anything. They'll die with their eggs in, in you know, uh, if they don't find a milkweed. And then milkweed has like a milky, like if you break the stem, it kind of has this milky, like just the work or the years of growing that, I know that plant has medical value or has, it's, it's, it's like one of those plants that I'm sure does a lot of things. Not just feed butterflies or, or create a place for eggs. Yeah, I'm sure there is. I think it's a sign of like calcium deficiency too and soils that are growing it or whatever. Because I think they got a real big tap root, if I remember right. I don't know. Well, I tell you this much, because yeah, I grew cannabis, which grows very fast. Like, holy shit, vegging cannabis is like, you can see it in real time. Milkweed's the opposite. And caterpillars would eat. Like the whole trick was, is to pull the caterpillars off of a plant while it still had, same thing like we use with re-vegging. Like if you're going to re-veg a plant, if you don't have a couple flowers, or I mean leaves, just all stem, it won't, nothing will happen. And that's the same thing with the milkweed. And caterpillars are ferocious, man. Like they're only this big or whatever, but they can eat. They, they eat shit. That's all they do. Um, I imagine like we never collected it or anything, but just like insect frass, yeah, there's the little black dots. It's fucking caterpillar shit. And I guess if you set it up the right way, you could collect it. Maybe it would be beneficial because there you go, buddy. Launch a cat. They're eating the milkweed. Like at that point, the young uh, they caterpillar and it becomes a chrysalis at some point. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, the, the the whole thing of it it being like that they won't. They won't lay their eggs unless that they find milkweed. And because it's not a, a preferred landscape plant, whether in parks, home, uh, like when there's been federal funding to, to support monarch butterfly way stations is what they called. And the, and, and the Congress made fun of it when they cut this out years ago. But really what it was, was to plant milkweed in strategic places. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, the butterflies forever used to go around the Great Lakes, mainly because there was the habitat. In the last so many years, because of urbanization, they fly across the Great Lakes. And that's where the mo majority of them are lost. And that's already after like its fourth or fifth life cycle to get up to Canada. Like, it's crazy. They, they take five to seven life cycles to get to Canada. And then they can come home. And that was look that's wild that they know that over that many generations too. Like the whatever is causing them to go that direction i don't know migration or whatever but all that and then i didn't realize that was for different generations you know 
that even like some of the tracking and like the Monarch Butterfly Program and all the science behind it, that's like all the urbanization, they, they, they always figure out a way around it. Even that like at this point, the only way they can get across is just to fly over the Great Lakes, which is like, yeah, a hard thing to do. They used to go around it, but there's so many cities or whatever, they, they fly across. Yeah. I was looking it up as you were talking there, buddy, because I was curious of the medical purposes of the milkweed and uh, to see what it was. The first thing it says <laughs> is it's also known as the butterfly milkweed, and it's the only source of food for the monarch is the milkweed. Yeah. So it seems like if you've got it by your cannabis, yeah, you're fucking asking for <laughs> the monarchs yeah, to well, come. And and the truth is the monarchs aren't probably gonna bother the cannabis, but that's not what's happening. Like they're not like the worms or whatever caterpillars that the moss leave, monarch is not gonna lay its egg on a cannabis plant. Ain't gonna do it. It only lays its egg on a milkweed. So um for that, yeah, it's never the monarchs that's leaving worms or caterpillars in your bud there are good there are good that just like bees there's not anything wrong bad about bees i guess they can swarm and but monarchs are are good species and necessary i guess fucking tv well, i just think it's an I, thought to realize that not all you know like not all things are going to try to attack your cannabis. There's only a certain, you know, number of insects that are going to be able to even eat and digest or even want to fuck with your cannabis. You know what I mean? Well, and that, that Zentinol or Matthew Gates, that's a lot of what he, that's like when I, I uh, had him as he, uh, what do you call it? Consulted or whatever. I mean, I, I, he lives in this area and a lot of what he made me understand, which, I didn't, and that's why I never used any of those predatory uh, products, bugs. But like, well, yeah, that, and even on my outdoor, I don't. I've looked. It's gone like three, four years. I never have any. There's bugs. I mean, I see. I don't know how to identify them all, but there's no. I've never had any problem where I had to spray something or treat my outside. Inside, oh, different story. Need to stay on IPM. I just found some crazy ones when I was transplanting this last time. I was I hit up uh, the Susan Wainwright. She'll uh, she'll identify. Well, I mean, I I I hear a lot about IMO and people collect it and, and do all this with it, but. Like there's gotta be like in this area I have, which is surrounded by other nature for acres and acres, natural IMO that just develops there, you know, without me having to collect it. I mean, I'm sure if I collected it and concentrated, it would be more beneficial, but I assume that there's- You got there's... a lot of going on. Captain, you got a lot of noise coming in on there. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, I'm good. done with that now. 
I'll be quiet. I'm sorry. I'll go to the back of the class. <laughs> now, this year when I planted the plants where I have a little shovel, dig out the hole. So three years ago, I started with, I guess it was from Uncle Jim's. It was the deal it was like 69 bucks where you got X amount of the one kind and X amount of the other kind of worms. And that's when I built these two four by eight beds. And I guess I took about a quarter, not that much from it and put in both beds. And then I took the rest about half and I bought this thing called the worm farm. It's like four layers, pretty cool for a hundred and some bucks. Um, and at first, yeah, I just had that one little layer at top. And, and at this point, I either need more worm farms or even my beds, I'm starting to think, because I could or some other people have said it's better just to not put the worms in, in your pots or in your bed. Because at a certain point, yeah, they're proliferating there's like more and more worms like literally just to dig out a little hole like fuck it's nothing but worms or not it's a lot there's a lot more than there was <laughs> and i'm thinking well if it keeps going at what point is it too many worms they'll self-regulate their population i don't think you get to where there's too many worms well i know i only started with a little and it's now it's I guess a healthy amount because like just digging out this little hole at least a dozen were in the pile off to the side and I saw both types the bigger I don't even know the names but see I love seeing that man if I can reach in there and see the worms yeah I think it's yeah I mean I just followed what I like I used to just buy bag soil and take plants that were too big from inside and bring them outside. That was the extent of my outdoor growing. But then like three years ago, I built these, I guess, living soil beds. And all I do is water. I mended it a couple of times and fuck, the plants are always just happy, lush, green as fuck, big as fuck. Yeah, it's like I, I, I this year, it's like I'm thinking, well, should I do I should get a lab test where I know what to do, because if I don't know what to do, I'm at this point where I I'm smart enough not to just put shit on there because, oh, it's been so many times because even the plants have been out there six weeks. If I'm looking at the plants, they're saying I'm happy. I don't need anything. Oh, now I did put worm, fresh worm castings like a, twice in the last six weeks, a cup's worth, about a handful on each plant. And when I watered that in, I could see like within hours extra like happiness. But I imagine I need more compost like like this is where soil gets tricky. Like, oh, you can set it up and it's good for a couple of years, but then eventually you got to like amend it right to keep it right. 
no, I agree with that. And I think, and I think you're on the right path as, you know, like you just said, you've had it going for a couple of years, now have it tested to see what it needs at this point, instead of just adding something. Yeah. And if I could say one thing after all the different things I've done, less is more stick to that. Like, yeah, when you're doing too many things at once, it's first off, you can't even figure out what's working and what's not. And a lot of times, none of that's really necessary. The simple basic shit is all at once. You don't have the one trick thing that's gonna make it all frosty as fuck. No, less is more. Well, my mind, first off, that that the, it's the genetics, and then if you started, we got good genetics, which now is pretty easy. Like good genetics is easy to attain. Yeah, let the genetics express themselves. Like sometimes, like even this OG. It's not crusty, but that shit's fucking dank as fuck. So, like, I never can figure that out. Why, you know, well, like 30-some percent THC weed doesn't impress me. The weed I remember being my favorite tested, like, in the 19 and 20-some percent, low 20s. That's, so, like, that doesn't make sense, right? Where you'd think more THC got to be better but it isn't that's different not in all cases i guess some of it might be well i've always like even in alcohol it's always you know i mean you get a different buzz off tequila than you would whiskey or gin you know what i'm saying and i think it's similar like the tannins that are in the whiskey and different things that that all brings a different flavor and entourage effect similar to like cannabis you know so it's like an alcohol it's not all about alcohol percentage because a lot of those are 40 proof or whatever you know what i mean they're all similar percentage that way but they're going to have a different effect on you based on what's all in there with the alcohol you know and same with thc terpy ass shit that's what it is Hey, Smiley, do you have a good testing facility around your place or know of one? Uh, it's not really around me. It's it's south in the, uh, um, like, uh, fuck, I'm drawing a blank on, on the name of the South Haven area or whatever. Like, um, so it's like 45 minutes south of me. The spot, I think is what it's called. I haven't been there in a minute, though. It's been a, over a couple of years. I got to get some shit tested, though. I want to. And once COVID hit, though, I just was like, I don't know. I just fell out of the routine of doing it. E Eagle. So what day's the show? And what's what's the who are you going with? And what's your plan? Play plans. It's Wednesday. Uh, martial artist is uh, hooking up. I'm hooking up with him. You guys going to go down a little early to experience the lot and shake down street? I advise 
get there a little early. Oh, yeah. That's you have more fun. Why don't you fly out, bud? I'm tempted. Hit a but... Midwest show. That's yeah, until what, I, until I like click. Yeah, until I click and like if it was the normal flights that were reasonable, but holy shit, dude, they're trying to rip people off with these fares. The price of gas is one thing, but fuck, like just one flight to JFK is twelve hundred. Normally, at tops, five or six hundred. It's crazy. The crazy part is, is they try to blame that on all kinds of other fucking things when they know damn well they're making extra profits this right now. You know what I mean? Like that's the crazy part. They sell it as this. Oh, it's this big. You know, we're gonna have the. Um, supply and demand it's going to be a crisis we're going to you know a shortage so shit's going to go up in price and then they put that on the news enough and then all of a sudden that's what people believe so you just accept it you know but i don't know what you do about it you can't like fucking but it's like bullshit when the the same companies that are telling you this is the case are marking record profits and every year every time there's a crisis like that they mark record profits so i don't know what the fuck you make of that either right like well, the bottom line is that those companies who are all on the stock market and have to answer to their investors do not claim profit, and then everything goes down. Like, so they have to. That's like this, you know. That's the yeah. problem with it all, I think. You know what I mean? They're and if, if you're part of the investors, you're like, you don't give a fuck what it took to do that. You invested in this stock and are counting on it fucking going up. Who cares? Yeah. No, I get it. And that's why they now they, how many people are are technically really invested? Such a small amount. It really it's like is. the whole world revolves around that. That's what, I, I don't know. I don't mean to shift into the, like fucking politics or something. I'm not really taking a side. That's all I'm saying. I'm not really taking a side, but I'm just kind of spitting facts. But there was like, like the top 100 most profitable companies make more than like countries do. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the top 100 profitable countries have a larger gross income yearly than, than countries you know, and we think that the governments rule things, but they, you know what I mean? Like, corporations are making the fucking rules. Like, that's where all the money is. That's that's who's got all the fucking power, right? Like, they can swing shit hardcore for profit. That's all. That's what happened to Thailand. They well, swung I think- from CBD to THC because of profit. Yeah, in my <laughs> lifetime, what when I grew up, government, especially the superpowers, were definitely the biggest, most powerful entities on the planet. Somewhere in my life, these corporations are actually bigger than any of these fucking governments. Yeah. Right. They control more. That's what, like globalization. Whatever the reasons are, it's all whatever. But yeah. Even I remember when it was obvious when they had that oil spill thing in the Gulf and the 
well, it was Obama, but whatever. Obama was trying to tell them or our government was trying to tell them what to do. or And they basically said, fuck you, we'll do it, what we're going to do the way we're going to do it. Yeah, that was that was like to me, I was like, yeah, they don't even give a fuck what the government says. They don't care. They're bigger than that. Mm-hmm. The superpowers like WWF, like the Macho Man and Hulk Hogan took over. That shit was amazing, bro. Sorry. That's just Hulk Hogan? Isn't he like been discredited as like a weirdo? The superpowers. He was one of the worst fucking wrestlers ever. He hurt so many people wrestling. So did Goldberg. <laughs> they like, hurt so many people. Like just fucking sloppy ass wrestlers. Like, well, they were trying to make it look real. No, the wrestlers are the ones that said, like, fuck those guys. They fucking injured me. Fuck them guys. <laughs> They're like, nah, let's fucking. I asked him not to do that shit. He did it anyway. Like, well, I know them. we both sometimes watch the same podcast where, what's his name? The Godfather that comes on yeah. Be Real Show. Be Real so I don't know about wrestling, but he reveals and tells old stories. I like his about, stories. He's a good storyteller. Yeah, and the debauchery that was happening during that era. It's awesome. <laughs> the behind the scenes control. Like the real rivalries and the real fights and shit. That stuff was crazy compared to fucking like fake shit that happens. Like, it's fucking crazy. Well, what was the main guy, the promoter, McMahon or what? McMahon, no. he just got in a big old scandal like not too long ago. <laughs> He was crazy, dude. He still is crazy. Too. Yeah, crazy. well, the world changed on him, though. Like, you know? Yeah. It was a big soap opera, man. Yeah. Back in the day, they had the cartoons and shit. Remember that was on a Saturday morning cartoon and shit? They had the fucking junkyard dog and all that. <laughs> that was awesome, too. All that shit. That was funny. See, I gotta figure out cockroaches, dude. I got cockroaches fucking store. You too? Cockroaches? Yeah. That's what I got. A type of I guess. Like not like these roaches, but like fucking real cockroaches. Yeah, I got a picture of him. I got a little video of it, actually. He's a... My mother... All cockroaches. <laughs> my mother cockroach died, so I did something wrong. I guess That's why I have no food for my fucking creatures that I grow. So and... It's not going to show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah, like you gotta take your screen, but yeah, I saw it for a second. <laughs> you know, like says, oh talking. yeah, you couldn't see anything. I'm sitting there going, "What's he seeing? He can't see shit." Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I just see you come back. Uh, I was like, oh, shit. oh yeah, I got that beetle I seen tonight. And then one of those little beetles. I ain't never seen one of my guys. Kill that little. That's the that's the top right there. Oh yeah, you got the journey. You get the German cockroach? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, that. It might be. No. Now that's uh, a flat. That's a Peter. They, they use those for them. Um, I don't know the name of that one. Fuck. 
But yeah, I have white ones like that over here. Light white, like light brown ones. Those do look like roaches to smoke, though. I've he's, got a, he's got an antenna and shit that you can't hardly see, but... Yeah, yeah. Squishing them. I don't know, but there's little babies in there, too, I've seen. So. That's crazy. I have date roaches, I should say, I guess. They look like a, a date. So, like, yeah. And the date beetle. It's even worse. Fucking destructible bastards. Can't kill the date beetle. They're so hard. Yeah. I used to have a dog that used to love to eat fucking beetles. Fucking showed that dog would fucking eat the fuck out of beetles. Like they were just candy. You'd have to tell her to stop. Gross. <laughs> we have stink bugs out here. Like black beetles that stick their ass up in the sky and they smell fucking horrific. Huh. You step on one of those, it's horrible. Dude. Yeah, I don't know if them things are just eating the top dressings and shit I put down or if they're, like, probably tearing I don't think it. those cockroaches will do anything to the plants too much. Um, they would if they got hungry. They'd probably eat That anything. little beetle, that little beetle, though, that first one that you showed me, that thing, that thing, I'm, that's a beetle. Beetles are diggers. Cockroaches just go down to the side of the pots. They don't really... Because I have some date roaches like that, and they're just fucking get eaten by the spiders and by the lizards and shit. They just bring more shit into the garden. But I don't know why they're out there to begin with. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, where'd they even come from? Hmm. I had to get a bearded dragon, apparently, to take care of the uh, isopods. So. Yeah, like, that's a big thing. Lizard fucking out here. Like, a lot of them are fucking dead mom they're not coming back <laughs> so it's like all these insects out here where the fuck are all the lizards I've seen like barely like five of them and my dogs eat them motherfucker hmm. that's crazy they import some lizards hell yeah I just moved uh, strawberry cough into flower that's a old cut I got recently. The, uh, if your dogs eat the lizards and then the other lizards don't come around because they know that it's a death farm, the dogs will eat them. There's probably lizards plenty of lizards. They're just staying out of your property because your dogs have made a perimeter and will kill them. Yeah, but lizards can't be that smart. Or maybe they are. I can't take credit away from them. I just see them stuck in spider webs all the time. I'm like, you stupid little fucker. What the hell? But I guess I've noticed I haven't seen many lizards around my property. And I think some years I, I think, shit, what happened to all the birds? And then the next year they'll be back and the it's not like some years they hardly come around and the other years they're back. It's weird. I feel you on that shit. I got no scorpions this year, but I got like all the spiders in the world are other than the arachnids, you know, besides scorpions. Some years I, I think, shit, what happened to all the birds? And then the next year, the <laughs> dog days. <laughs> What's up, man? 
Cheers. Cheers, dog days. Cheers. Sorry, I had the had it on in the background. Is that what I heard? Cheers. That tripped me out, bro. I thought like I had some acid on accident. I wouldn't gotten none of that, but I was like, oh, some acid. I heard it double. Tripped me out, bro. Shit. Cheers. Guys, I'm gonna check out early. I gotta get up early to go make this happen tomorrow, but. I'll see you guys in the weed nerd world. Learn yeah. a lot. Yeah. Later, Smiley. Yeah, see you, Eagle. Good to hang Later, out. Smiley. Sorry, I'm ditching on you, dog. <laughs> Later, man. Oh, that's cool. Cheddar Bob is the same thing to me. <laughs> All right. Don't put me in that category, shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Smiley. Can you do me a favor? Uh, when you get some of that flour, can you uh, run it down with your others and uh, have it tested for me? I'll pay for that. He just stepped out, bro. Uh, oh, well. I'll just <laughs> text him that. He probably heard it. He probably watching. Well, it, it's a hard to find some place that actually will give correct tests anymore. And, you know, if Smiley knows of one, then I'd really like to have it tested. Because the last time I tested that Death Star was about four years ago. And I really want to see what the death grape tape tests out at. Because that one actually has face-off OG in it, too. You like the face off? Yeah, I actually do like that one. Nice. I don't think I've ever had it. It actually, I, I, I don't know if it's because, you know, I, I've had all that surgery and everything to my mm -hmm. face, but it feels like someone just takes like a suction cup to my face and wants to pull it off. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking on dog days. Fucking dab my neighbor made. I got a bunch of it. Half a slab or slab? It's not the best. It's it's all right though. They're like a whole slab? Huh? They're like a whole slab or half a slab? Uh it was like 25 grams a few days ago. It's probably like a half ounce. Gets small fast, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Once you start smoking like you got it, then like after you start, you're like, oh, I got to start saving some of that shit. Hold on. I got like five more weeks till I got a plant that's ready. Uh, so yeah, that's what I'm, shit, I just planted seeds early, so I got a whole run to wait, you know? Plant a bunch of seeds. <laughs> I got some big plants right now. Every plant I was growing before this, I was doing those one-gallon and two-gallon pots, and they were pretty small. I got, like, four-foot plants now. They're all, about like, two and a half, three feet wide. If my landlady allows me to sign another contract, I'll be dropping some seeds. You're back in Thailand, aren't you, Captain? Because Yes, I am. Oh, and 
they have just said since you live in Thailand for 10 months out of the year, you can grow 10 plants. Oh, hell yeah. I said, thank you. Hell yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I brought Death Star too. Nice. <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Shit, I even brought skunk tech stuff to Thailand. The, the headband? I even bought um, hemp pill. Oh, nice. Yeah, one of them. Yeah, those look good. I even have, I have Smiley's Gardens in Thailand. Nice. I got Tao in Thailand. Amy Aces made it with me. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I feel like that would do really good in Thailand. Amy Aces. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she just seems like she'd be a juvenile out there, you know? Just, where's Amy? Amy Amy's Aces. Yeah, there she is. A little spider mm. on her. <laughs> Apple. <laughs> I didn't want to choke. I haven't seen that sticker in some right now, really. Well, Green Fingers, I'm going through my table and grabbing different things and starting your pile. I'm going to send you a care package tomorrow. Do you want more seeds or you're good on seeds? I'll take more seeds. I pop a bunch of those. Seeds that you All right, I'll dig out of you. Yeah, I only got those are the only seeds I have. So, yeah, that'd be cool. All right. I just popped these. Oh, it's backwards. You can't read it. Yeah, it was like pop dog packs. Oh yeah, you were talking about that on the last show. Yeah, I was happy because he he talked about the chat asked him the questions about these lines. This is the Colorado Super Skunk, and I got the HP twenty one F twos. Um, the Colorado super skunk though, the, the male that he used, he, he got that seed line from Duke. It's uh Duke made it and it's called Illuminati. I was talking to Duke about it the other day. Uh, it's the star dog crossed to his basic skunk. So I'm going to try to find a good male out of them. I'm really excited. I got another one of his packs coming that someone is sending me to. It's uh, the sour super skunk. It's the same super skunk crossed with the sour diesel BX3. And pop them tomorrow too. Yeah, top dog sour diesel back crosses. Those are top notch. I I'm I fully behind top dog's genetics. So he puts in the work. Yeah, he does. He I've been after and, some of the mass super skunk stuff, and he's done a lot of work with that specifically. And that uh, that sour super skunk is the mass super skunk, and then a sour diesel BX three male. So um, I think that one will be really good. Yeah, I've got some of that Star Dog. I've got a Star Dog F2 here with me. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a good one. I bought a lot of stuff that's 50, 60 days to cut down some of this tie with. 
man, 140, 160 day flowering. It's whoo. Oh, damn. Yeah, that's, that's a long time. <laughs> Oh, worth it. Well, I have to have everything basically out. Yep. Basically, I have to have things outdoor about the first week of September to be able to pull off three harvests in one of the Thai harvest seasons. It's like you put them out, the beginning of your veg is in September? Yep. Okay. because by april 1st everything in thailand goes back into vegetative state there's a ambient light that actually is about 15 16 hours so you have to pull tarps even if you're using our western strains starting like april it also starts to rain in april too because between October and April, it doesn't rain here. We have to seed the uh, clouds, actually. So, so in the, the plants right you're going to make... it's raining three times a day. The plants you're going to grow, the 10 that you're about, are you going to do a few of the 140-day varieties? No, no, no. No, I'll let other people do those, and I'll just take a paintbrush. Nice. And we'll go paint some seeds. But no, I'll, I'll leave uh, growing the Thai to the Thai people because uh, they know it better than I do. And until I learn how to grow Thai, <laughs> I'll stick with the stuff I know. Because if I'm right, Thai is not going to need a lot of nitrogen. That's what I'm thinking. I think if you get a bit too much nitrogen, uh, you know, you can possibly even extend the flowering time because I just don't see all that in the soil here in Thailand and a lot of it. I also think you'll end up with like 20 foot, 24 foot plants too. <laughs> yeah. Be a problem. But uh, supposedly this week, I'm going to go talk to a gentleman and he's going to take me to a whole village. And the whole village now has been growing cannabis kind of secretly up in the hills. And each family does a different type of cannabis, a different genotype. So from what I hear, there's about 12 to 14 different in this little village. Are they so it's gonna go. It's gonna be neat to go see them. Older, like heirlooms. No, like the the cannabis they grow. Is it like older yeah. heirloom stuff? Yeah. Nice. Well, I mean, yes. You're you're pretty sure that now that this law changed, a lot of Thai people are gonna come out of the woodwork that have been growing cannabis the whole time and. It, Well, when I was here for that period of time, it was hard for me to find anybody to look at cannabis plants out in the wild, out in the fields, because it was so hush-hush. But I started making comments about five months ago where 
hey, all of a sudden I'm starting to get contacted by more and more people in Asia. And they're now saying, hey, when you get back, let's talk. I'd you know, like to show you what I've got going on. And before I left, that was still like, you know, back in Ohio, no one talked about it. And five, six months, five months ago, everybody started talking about it. And then like a month ago, it was like, boom, full on. And I get back and all of a sudden I'm walking down Sukovic, which is like walking down, you know, Broadway in New York and it's busy as shit. It's one of the busiest streets. And here's this little truck that pulls up and opens up the side and hangs a sign that says medical marijuana and puts up this little sign, 550 baht per gram, five grams, 2,500 baht. And it starts off with apple fritter, banana hammock. <laughs> now, do you think those were grown so, in country? Yes, or, or they the were farm. grown in country. The well, gentleman bought yeah. The gentleman so, bought the seeds from the United States, and he grew it himself. Actually, well, I had a talk then with him. somebody must have known that the law was going to change months earlier because it takes months to, like, right? Like they had. Well, there was an underground market here. There was an underground market here to begin with. But uh, and it was quite big, and with no tourists, you were able to stack up, you know, quantities of stuff. So when it did go legal, people, you know, had, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds laying around. Well, I'm sure there'll be an influx but, of Americans know. from cannabis industry here. Seeing if they can cookies. penetrate cookies is already in Bangkok. Yeah, but cookies there will is be already in Bangkok. You know the consultants, the the like. Yeah, I'm sure there's. You know whether they're going to be successful at it or not, but it's like a new. Well, the it's more than that a new state legalizing. It's a new country legalizing. The, the people are already in the positions. They were here four or five years ago when I moved here because medical went, it went medical in 2018. So people were here in 2016, 17, like uh, Jaime. Uh, they call him Jamie here because they can't pronounce Jaime. But Jaime, who is the creator of Canatonic, is here in Chiang Rai at the university that hired me for two days and then let me go. Uh, but he runs their facility with the Golden Triangle Group at Chiang Rai, Rajabad Chiang Rai University, which is only 20 minutes from my house here. Well, but isn't Thailand so, a type you know, of these government? Guys have already been here. And country, they're not going to like allow foreign people to come in and like they're going to try to keep it 
Thai people. No, no, Bennett. no. Uh, more than 50% of the business, I think it's uh, almost uh, 65 or 75% of the business has to be owned by Thai to begin with. So a foreigner couldn't come in here and just, you know, open up a big, huge business and expect to, you know, do that. He would have to take, basically give up 66% of his business to open one here. And it's really hard. To, he, he won't be able to own property. Be able and if to there's it, like a, he will a never be able to own it. If there's a dispute in court, you, you're not going to have much standing being a foreigner, right? Like if you have a problem with your uh, partnership. A lot of right? times, no, you. Yeah, unless it's in the contracts and the contracts are totally binding. You know, it's over here, contracts are really big. Even school teachers every year have to sign a contract. So your job is really not secure. You just basically sign a one or two year contract and that's it. So you could be replaced. But, uh, you know, it, the same thing is I, I tried to explain people here. I said there's 70 million people in Thailand. Okay, maybe, you know, if you get lucky, one million of those will smoke cannabis. But at the prices that are out there, who can afford it at, you know, anywhere from, 17 18 dollars a gram to the stores here in town i'm told are 850 and 950 bucks which is basically 25 dollars a gram who can afford those prices not the thai people because the people up here uh for a general like worker is like 300 baht a day 400 baht a day and that's for an hour day but that was for like indoor whatever i mean won't people in the hills yes. just grow cannabis and then sell it in well, town for a dollar or a gram right and be happy well they're, they're all right? going to look at the prices and then they're going to have to understand the difference between indoor and outdoor and then yes you know i was having a discussion with my friend i said listen you know, because we were talking, he owns a, a bar here in a restaurant, and we're talking about doing the medibles and the infused dinner one night a week when things pick back up. And we were talking, and I said, but you know, you still have to have that stuff that the local Thai person for 100 baht can go get three, four grams. So for $3, he can get, a you know, three grams. It's a dollar a gram. You know, that's what the local Thai people can afford. But they're allowing everybody to grow 10 plants. The only thing that they're not allowing are concentrates with THC in it over that 0.2%. Uh, so hash is out. Oil is out. But the government buys your cannabis to make the oil. Hmm. So I guess they're looking at the pharmaceutical side that way. 
as far as oils go and concentrates. But, you know, they already have cannabis-infused drinks in the stores. Well, I took a picture the... and posted on IG that the sign that 7-Eleven has that warns pregnant women and things and other people that, you know, that maybe they shouldn't use cannabis-infused drinks. Cam. Well, but now that Burner's it... in uh, fucking Bangkok, do you think they'll, they'll have fortune cookie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but also, it's like a con- history of a conservative government and all the older politicians. Just the apparatus and like what would be dabs would probably like just on the outward glance at it look like <laughs> too drug orientated for for them, right? Correct. Like. Correct. I, I really believe so. And, you know, a lot of the people up in the, here in the North were already growing. Uh, I just don't think they were educated enough to understand that the flour was more potent and better for them and their soups. Because I had a talk with a couple Thai friends the other day, and they say, yeah, grandma never lets it go to flour. She's always pulling off the leaf to put in the dishes that she makes. The traditional uh, northern Thai dishes that have cannabis leaves in them. And they just use the leaf, and it never really gets to the flour because they stripped all the leaves off. Like pot tie with a cannabis flower on top. That's what I want. <laughs> That's cool, though, because that means there's some grandmas out there that have been preserving, like, really old heirloom lines to just to cook dishes with. That's pretty damn cool. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I think, too, and that's why all those seeds that i I brought back and I collected in different areas, you know, I had to tell people, listen, you know, it's a jackpot. It's going to be 140 to 160 days. And I can't tell you what flavors are in them. Anything can pop out. Any type of terpene profile that fits in the fruits and the florals will definitely come out, but mainly expect that lemon to come out. I, I think I get more of that lemon turf, that lime turf than anything else. And then mango is second. And I really think the Thai genetics and the Asian genetics, uh, you know, we all talk about being bottlenecked. I think, uh, you know, given a couple years, and given a couple more years with all the genetics that are coming out of the Middle East and places like Afghanistan and Pakistan, where it's fresh blood coming back in, uh, we will be able to hopefully break that bottleneck within a couple years. And I see it going back to like the 90s and early 2000s when we were just starting to explore these crosses. And, you know, you were getting away from, you know, plants that just basically had one or two types of uh, phenotypes. 
So I think it could be a really good idea for the cannabis, the way I see the seeds coming in from Europe and places like that in Thailand, and it could really reset the cannabis market for us true smokers, us true people that enjoy the flower, enjoy the different highs. I see the you know, yay the, and the nay, person doesn't It's care. a yay and nay. That's a yay and nay. Are you helping the market or are you destroying the landmark, uh, the land, uh, the land raised cannabis there? Or, you know, what could be a developing Thailand market? Are you guys already watering down the genetics with, you know, non native well, cannabis strains? Even the well, thing you described earlier I, about going to a village and meeting uh, these people that have been, you know, cultivating cannabis through years and the different varieties. Yeah, well, there's some other hustler like Burner or those types that are in country find, trying to find those people and basically <laughs> put a pile of money on the table and say, yeah, let's work together. And next thing you know, uh, and for whatever reason, those people think that the more valuable commodity is apple fritter or all these things that they hear about, not, not particularly... There. I haven't tried that one. Well, I'm just good? using that as an example. Like already, Captain went to a, a, a place that was selling weed, and they had all the basically hype strains that are that are on our same menus here. They didn't have right. traditional Thai weed eat- at at that place. And Eagle, you know, I, I did say I hopefully within two to three years, things can be changed. Uh, I understand and I don't want to be the person and I will not be the person like what happened to Jamaica and give them our Western strains to let the pollen fly in these areas because I think the natural draw for the tourists is coming to these areas where Western genetics hasn't been introduced into the local heirloom strains. And I'm, uh, I'm, you know, if I give out seeds to some Thai people, they're going to be feminized because so I don't is- want to be responsible. I don't want to be the person that does that. I want to send them back to the United States and let you guys work with them there. Well, is, I remember. Uh, can, I doubt it, but is cannabis up in North North Thailand? I think Burner hooking up with Kim there. Cookies would do well. You do a side by side; they kind of look alike. Burner and Kim Jong Yong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember back in the eighties when I was young and in weed. There was mainly commercial weed. Green Bud was barely starting to come around. And there was Colombian, and there was Mexican, and there was Thai weed. Not Thai sticks, Thai buds. And they were commercially grown. They were packed. They were smuggled in. They had stems and seeds. Some were, some less. But Thai weed grown that way commercially was like connoisseur weed. Like even if it did look like just some shit in a bag, brown and you know, compacted and few seeds. That shit was on a different level than the even the best Colombian or the best uh, Mexican weed uh, 
it had like a stone or like, yeah, I mean that just regularly grown, whatever they were doing. I guess Captain was saying and, or on another thing, a lot of that actually wasn't grown in Thailand. It was grown in Cambodia, but either way, as wow. far as commercial weed with like little care, field grown, no real attention to trimming and curing, Thai weed was put all those other weeds to shame as far as that on a commercial level without like, you know, modern techniques involved, just commercial weed, like, which I'm sure they can still produce that same weed in that same region. And it is because a lot of what they considered a tie stick was up in the Northeast part and it's a big national park. And when the military would come into the area, all the farmers would cross the river and go into Laos and into Cambodia to get away. But even Cam or, uh, Laos has had very, very uh, loose cannabis laws all this time. Uh, if you were to come and live in Asia 20 years ago and you smoked cannabis, you would want to go to like Vietnam, Cambodia, but mainly Laos because they just don't give a shit. They well, don't I mean, see it as a drug. And it sounds like it's just more of a lawless place. So you do what you yes, want. Yes, it is. Truly, truly lawless. I grow a lot and, of opium too. You know, there, there's parts of it that you can't go in there because it's military shutdown. Oh, damn. Well, a lot of people talk about tie sticks. I remember the tie sticks came around for a couple of years. And then there was these ones with the red string and they were like knockoffs that were like Mexican tie sticks, but tie weed by the pound. There was different varieties, the chocolate tie, the greener one. That was what I saw more of. Not I, I saw I, I had some of those real tie sticks, but that was fleeting. They were like a little bit came and a month later they were gone. And but tie weed for years that was available, mainly in the, from the East Coast. Like I, I used to do deals and bring tie weed back to San Francisco and, and have a high value for it. And you'd buy it cheap in New York. In the 80s. Killer was weed. probably buying from Kevin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just the killer's tie weed, not sticks or anything. <laughs> like, just some batches were better than others, like with anything commercially. I would love to experience that. Well, it sounds like with Thailand changing the yeah. law and within a year or two that will develop those there's people in thailand that who cared what the law was they live up in the mountains and do what it's like do. here <laughs> yeah and so they've probably well, still been thailand um, northern thailand hasn't been part of thailand except for i think it was 19 19- 36, 33, 36, 
and then the North became part of Thailand, and they still considered themselves different because a lot of the uh, tribes and that live up in the villages in the hills here, uh, they govern themselves still. The Thai government, you know, claims them as Thailand, but really doesn't uh, oversee too much. They kind of let them be because they understand that if they give them too much pressure, then there'll be a rebellion. So a lot of the older cultures are still alive up here in the North, which is really nice. And it's one of the reasons why I moved up here, because I think the people are nicer. They're also more laid back and happy. Looks beautiful out there. Probably because it's not so fucking hot. <laughs> How hot does it get out there, Captain? You know. Uh, we're in the 90s right now, but it's very comfortable because it is rainy season. The humidity is up, so the little bit of breeze that you have is a cool breeze. But if I was down in Bangkok, this would be stifling hot. I would be sweating like a pig. Yeah, it's been, it's been cool here lately, but just the last couple of days... Before that, it was now, the hundreds. <laughs> in all the years you've been there, how much time have you spent like partying in Bangkok over the, all the, like, you, obviously you've checked it out a few times. Well, I lived in Bangkok for uh, 10 months. And then how was that? Uh, in the 10 months is when, is when I just was traveling to decide if I wanted to live in Cambodia or in Thailand. And living in the, well, it's like living in LA or New York. There's 23, 24 million people in Bangkok. Uh, you get in a taxi cab to go, you know, 10 miles, and it takes you two and a half, three hours because of all the people. Uh, you're basically stacked on top of each other. You're living in like a, a studio apartment. Now, but, what was uh, the appeal you know, of, of it at all? Nightlife. The nightlife. Yeah, it's like New York. It never closes. You can be hungry at 4 o'clock in the morning, 3.30, and go find five or six, seven places to eat within, you know, a five-minute walk. Can you live cheap in Thailand or in Bangkok too, like in the big city? Uh, no, not really in Bangkok. You can't really live cheap because my studio apartment cost me three times as much as my three-bedroom house does up here. Well, over the years, because I, well, my girlfriend is, Filipino and Philippines. I've watched some videos, both from Thailand and Philippines, but like expat community type things where Americans that have gone, moved there, make YouTube channels to hit people to the pros and cons and all this. 
and I forget the place in Thailand, but like it seems like each country has a one or two cities or areas that is like been developed, is purposeful, and is meant to attract expats by the tens of thousands of uh, what's the one or something oriental uh, or uh, I forget the one in Thailand, but. But you don't live in those areas. But you know what I'm talking about, right? No. Yeah, the, the city. I, I live in the second largest city in the in the north, and there's seventy thousand people here. There's not a large group of expats. You go to Chiang Mai, which is four four hours south of here, and you literally have just like you were saying little communities where the houses were built to Western standards, not Thai standards. So they were built with bigger kitchens, actually a house, because mine is kind of like a Chinese kitchen where it's off the back of the house. But, uh, you know, they have all their amenities. Every room has an AC in it. Uh, you know, there's four or five bedroom houses and, and they're costing you know, up here a thousand dollars a month. Now in Chiang Mai, because there's 2.3 million people and the large universities and schools that are there, uh, it's the main center for the North. Uh, you know, yes, you're going to probably pay upwards of to 60,000 baht for the same house that you would get here in Chiang Rai. But you're not in that little community of expats. Uh, I went home and I found out that the only other person that speaks English in my village moved out. <laughs> so I am the only one that speaks English in my village now. And it's nice because I've actually been there for a while. So they know me, they accept me, they help me <laughs> to understand because I am stupid. I really realized that when I came back again and it was like, okay, I used to understand what you were saying, but I don't know. <laughs> hmm. That 10 months really hurt. <laughs> well, I heard that Thai is like the hardest one of the, languages to learn I, Seems I like think Chinese with Vietnamese are the two but yeah there's like 43 vowels in the Thai language 43 vowels and everything you can say a word and change tone that you say it in and it means a completely opposite or something else and it can get you in trouble. That's why I don't say the word beautiful in Thai because I mispronounced it in the tone and it's actually an insult the way I say it. So I just stay away Oops. from it. <laughs> it's interesting that a compliment and an insult would be like so closely related in the way you say it, just the pronunciation being different. 
Yeah, and and that's the that's my problem trying to learn Thai is the the tone the tonal differences. <laughs> and also to understand that you know when I'm trying to explain in Thai that you know the only Thai word in the English language is the word bong and certain words loosely translate but then there's like certain words like we use that just don't translate and you don't even need to speak them when you're trying to talk to people in Thai so it comes out like broken sentences because you're leaving out words that really you have no clue what they are to begin with so why even say them it just confuses well, them that just made me think like so bong is the only word that is like a Thai word is bong. What is the origin of yeah. like, how we started using the word bong? Was it a nickname or did it come from like well brother? If these say okay, here you have you know a tree, it's a fruit tree, but on a on a piece of bamboo from here to here is considered a bong. It's the growth of a tree of a bamboo tree. So well, then that's one bong, two bong, three bong, four bong. And one of the first bongs or was bamboo bongs, right? I mean that that was yeah, I remember as a teenager we had made a homemade bong from bamboo. Just put a metal down stem in it. And and I will be taking you guys live to the Chiang Rai Museum, where supposedly houses Thailand's oldest bong. Hell yeah. It's like 400-some, 500 years old. That's badass. Well, that, that just shows that Thailand's cannabis history and the like, most common word that is international, bong, really comes from, <laughs> yeah, I, that's, says a lot. Like at one point, before like international prohibition, basically, we, you know, put pressure on the whole world to eliminate all cannabis culture every place on the planet for what 40 50 years or longer and a lot of people here in thailand the north are really happy because now you know there are 16 thai traditional medicines that are made with cannabis and now they can, you know, legally make those medicines again. And that's what a lot of the people here in the North were using, were the medicines made for cannabis. Because now, here in the North, cannabis is a little bit more prevalent. I could be wrong, but doesn't China influence a lot in all the countries in Asia? So ultimately, like, yes, that's Thai changing the cannabis law. That probably is not what China would have preferred, right? 
but they did it anyway. Yes, but they but they don't have control over Thailand like they do Cambodia, and that's one of the reasons why I didn't go to Cambodia is because watch the Chinese come in and displace a whole village on a beach. And I just watched the I, thing I that said Thailand's a fucking sitting duck. <laughs> that China wants you guys back <laughs> so fucking bad because you're the link to the island chain there. They, they reclaim Thailand. They have an open port to everything. You know what I mean? But the U.S. have a stranglehold with Thailand somewhat, you know, in our belt <clears throat> that we could actually put a, you know, supply block and kind of fuck them in a trade aspect. So they, I, they were basically saying with um, Russia in the U.K. or the Ukraine incident going right on right now that China's kind of feeling froggy about the Thailand thing. It was basically what they were saying uh, in that report that I watched yesterday. And most of the large Thai companies here, the rich people, are actually Thai Chinese, Chinese Thai. Uh, my friend who owns Bloom, which is one of Thailand's leading cannabis uh online sales companies uh his father is chinese and he moved to thailand uh 50 some years ago and married my friend's mother who actually lives 20 minutes away from me in shaker heights in cleveland <laughs> which is really funny but uh he he's Chinese, and he moved here 50 years ago, a uh, big uh, frozen food company here in Thailand is Chinese Thai, but they've been here for, you know, 40, 50 years. They moved here a long time ago, uh, and because another thing with Thailand is it's so close to China, a lot of the wealth People bring it to Thailand because they're afraid of their government taking their wealth from them. And yes, China is Uncle China to Thailand. There's a great influence. Uh, a lot of their tour, the Thai tourism is based on the Chinese. Well, they were saying one of the other big aspects as, as well as being you know, the, the center link to the island chain there that you guys are uh, basically uh, the computer component producer of the world. And, you know, they would like mm -hmm. to have that technology under their thumb as well. <laughs> Was the other draw with us going into you know a digital age, everything kind of being computer related, and they do I guess because we we put them in that position I guess through trading a long time ago, but nonetheless they're the ones that the main supplier of you know processors, computer chips, and shit like that, and if you know with everything leaning more and more towards tech, you know, everything being computer-based, uh, they wanted, that was another draw to take over Thailand. Well, and, and don't yeah. they have, like, 
like aspirations to take what Taiwan or what's that Singapore? Um, I thought that was one of the our fears that that's that that's the first place they're going to make a move. I mean, ultimately, just... why wouldn't they just want to recapture or take over the whole, the whole Asian, all the countries? And I imagine most of the people in a lot of those other countries would be like, well, maybe life would be better under this. I mean, whether that's true. They have a lot true. of money. Right. I mean, they have a lot of money and that's what they did to Cambodia. They actually bought their way in. They offered enough money to the premier government and the people in power where they were able to come in and buy a whole bunch of things. Um, I remember in 2018 that they actually cracked down on the Chinese coming into Cambodia and they found 450,000 Chinese that they deported from Cambodia because they were felons and violent criminals. <laughs> 450,000. <laughs> well, I mean, it's we're celebrating Thailand changing its cannabis, but like, let's say in a year or so, China decides, yeah, we want in the game. <laughs> and if it's like everything else, like they wiped out honey industry, they wiped out. <laughs> Fuck, that'd be the worst news that ever happened is that China got in the cannabis game on an international level. I, I really don't think that would really make a difference because Thailand has had that name ever since the 60s and the 70s. Ever since Vietnam, Thailand has always had that name for the cannabis and uh, no other country in Asia is known like Thailand for cannabis like that in our Western world. You know, people talk about Vietnam next, and then they talk about Laos, and then they talk about Cambodia. But outside of those, they don't talk about any of the other cannabises from like Malaysia or any of those countries farther south. You really don't hear about Korean. So, you know, China, yeah, they're big and everything, but they don't have the Western following, like uh, the culture of the Western people gravitating towards Thailand. And it's even with the Australians, too. You know, they come here not only for the girls, but because of the cannabis. So it's our Western culture that really looks at cannabis. Our Western culture in Europe and America really drive cannabis in the world. You know, it's been grown here and everything, but it's never been like it is now where everybody's trying to make a dollar off of it. And everybody thinks they can make a dollar off of it. But what's going to happen is you know, Thailand has now opened up for export. So 
they are allowing exports. All they have to do is sign a, a treaty with a country, a contract with a country, and they're shipping Thai cannabis to them. So, you know, well, what happened is you've got California and Michigan at $500 pounds. How much cheaper is it going to get? How many more people can smoke cannabis? There's just too much of it out there to begin with, too much of a supply. Yeah, we smoke a lot of cannabis, but we can't smoke this much. The world can't. All right, question. Let's man. keep it all craft cannabis, people. <laughs> well, on some podcasts, they had the Canadian LP people, and I guess it was published that if, if they stopped producing cannabis that day, be three to five years of cannabis on the shelves stocked up. <laughs> you gotta admit that's kind of funny. That was hilarious. <laughs> I thought he barked at first. He's like, and then oh. okay. <laughs> he's like, no, I can talk louder. I can talk louder. <laughs> 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 hey, that that dog that Bud has, man, you gotta watch that dog. You'll be walking down the hallway and that dog will come up behind you and bite you in the ass. It's a game. <laughs> no, he, he doesn't bite. He just that's his love nip. That means he likes you. I try to tell him yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, my dog does that too. But he gets carried away, and sometimes I bleed. I'm like, what the hell, bro? I just don't know what to say that. The little chihuahua will, like, try to ankle bite you and, like, has broken skin on people where, like, yeah, when you're walking out, they'll like, snipe you from behind. Yeah. The chihuahua. All day long. Like, what the hell? My legs are fucking bleeding. Why? Little dogs. But his dogs are very well behaved. They are very nice dogs. Yeah, they just, they let me live here. It's the truth. <laughs> that little puppy's getting big. Well, Turk was on the porch when I took over the place and they they offered to have him like picked up by animal control and I'm like no he's cool and I didn't even know at first to get all these white things all over him he must have had like so many ticks I know it took us weeks of like going through them and had medicine and gave him baths and he lived, yeah, he ate rabbits and shit. He was just living like the, the the neighbor down the road told me, yeah, he's been here for years. He just lives up here. And yeah, he thinks this whole mountain is his. Like, that's for sure. He's probably one of my best dogs. I've had some good dogs over my life. Like, I, I, I wish dogs had, if I could give God, give me one grant, grant, one thing, I think I would probably go, 
Could dogs live the same lifespan as humans? Because, yeah. well, let's see. Here's all my dogs. These are their ashes. <laughs> and yeah, there's been some fine dogs over the years. But dogs, they only live like you'd be lucky if you could get 20 years, you know, maybe 12 is bad. I don't know, but it's too short of a time. Especially when you have a really good dog, you're like, no. Man, you ever thought about like a bird, man? You fucking some of them birds, a macaw, and some of them birds. Hundreds of years, man. Them, them are fucking things you're gonna pass on to your family if they want it or not. <laughs> some of them birds could live like 120 years. I've met that I've never, but I've I've thought about how cool it would be, especially one that talks. Like that would be really pretty cool. It'd be funny to have one of them birds that like just kind of hung out in the background of like one of these shows and just got super cannabis intelligent. But yet maybe like the next generation you pass it down and then it's like, man, all that bird does is talk about weed. <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. <clears throat> the parrot just popping off strain names at random, you know? <laughs> you never know. Deep fried talking bird. <laughs> it bored off fucking uh, invaders, that's for sure. When you freak out, you open up somebody's grow room door, one of them fucking birds come flying at your ass. <laughs> no. You have a fucking trained falcon in your room. Oh, oh. I got pigeons. <laughs> my baby, my pigeons have babies. <laughs> And I found little shells in there and they were on the ground. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, I looked up and then he started flying at me and I was like, you don't know how to fly that good. It was a baby. Barely learning how to fly. Pretty badass. Yeah, I fucking, uh, I actually got to know some birds a little bit there. I fucking uh, <clears throat> used to cut trees for a living. I climbed there for a while. And, uh, I, well, I talk about the the getting hurt in when you know during that process. I got the bilateral hernia, the double hernia there, and it ended up having to work out front of uh, the tree service. They had the birdhouse, and uh, they sold all kinds of fucking birds. So through up that through the healing process to kind of make some extra cash there. I did some time hanging out, feeding the birds and shit. Yeah, some of the fuckers were intimidating, man, knowing that they could bite bite through your fucking finger. You know what I mean? No problem. Just cutting yeah, gone. Just snip you off. <laughs> <laughs> Any of those ones with the rounds with the rounded off beak 
like the, the talking birds or whatever ones talk, you know, parrots and shit. Finger gone. For sure. Well, I've I lived, oh, for like 23 years, just because I'm on this hill, it's like hawks love to uh, hover around and hunt for snakes or whatever they're doing. But like the few times I've gotten like up close, like a good look at them, they're scary as fuck. They're gnarly. Like when you see them flying and all this, yeah, they kind of look cool. But when you see one up close, you realize that's a vicious fucking bird. Dinosaur, no bro. Joke. You see the scales going up their legs, like fucking. Even on the pigeons, I trip out. I'm like little fucking, little fucking gross ass dinosaurs. And I remember we had only lived out here in this area for a year or so. And my wife calls me outside, and there was two hawks like doing air battle shit and all this crazy shit. And as we were there, they they dive bombed or and landed in like our trees on our property and like we're like fuck that are they even alive or what has it happened i mean they came down fast and hard and uh we, we went and staked it out yeah that's what they're mating and they actually like connect up in the fucking air and then fucking free fall and land on the ground but they survive it <laughs> yeah that tripped me out i've seen it before and i was like what the fuck's happening then the guy that I was with yeah. told me. But. Yeah, we thought we were going to go up there and try to rescue a hurt bird or some, you know. No, they were fine. They were, they were meeting. Yeah. He's like, Don't go. <laughs> that if you go over there, you're going to fucking make them stop. So we won't go check it out. But yeah. yeah. Fucking old dude. Pretty smart. But yeah, I have night hawks out here. They just eat insects, only insects. Like the rabbits kick it out there in front of them and everything. And like the night hawks will be flying like right now, swooping right over the, the rabbits. And the rabbits don't run away or nothing because they're so used to them. So it's crazy. And they, they don't eat nothing but, but insects. So and they only come out at night. The trip. Well, I live in a place that's nature. And over the years, yeah, birds aren't consistent anymore. Like, like it used to be, God, there were so many of them bug the shit out of me. I couldn't sleep in the morning. They'd be pecking at the fucking glass thinking it's like reflection of themselves and yep. fucking mess. And you'd see them all the time, all different varieties. And then, yeah, sometimes, sometimes I think, oh, they're not coming back. This year, there's hardly any... But then all of a sudden the next year they'll come back, but it's not consistent. Shoot. I just got pigeons out of nowhere. And there was two of them left from the neighbor kid killing all of them. And the, the doves and the pigeons had like mated one, they were like one group. So like the morning doves and all the pigeons were like mixed, really fucking mixed. But like you could see the difference because the smaller body for the doves. But yeah, I got a good mixture of them. They look like fucking good pigeons, good ass pigeons. 
nice. I'm getting dirty. Got like four of them now. What you have a pigeon coop? Yeah, there's in the garage. Yeah, they fly through the the window that I put down, and then I put a hole in the garage door. I guess it used to be a pigeon coop before. I had a like garage door on the little hole, a little door on the garage door, like a doggy door, but it's just to let the cool room. Yeah. So I just open that up and then open the other window on the top. And then so they could fly in. They made their little homes and shit all up in there on the shelves. Well, awesome. so, I mean, I guess I knew a little bit about pigeons, but what I learned a, a bunch was when there was a show about Mike Tyson or a movie. And he, he's been into that since he was a kid. But it's pretty amazing. Like, yeah, the honing or that's how they compete where like yeah they bring the birds hundreds of miles away and then they yeah. know to come to the one spot and whoever gets their first wins I throw it's crazy how they, they train those pigeons to do pretty amazing things yeah I put cookies all over whenever I go for a walk I'll throw a cookie and I, it has my scent on it and then they find it just from flying and they'll go like they'll find it and they'll go eat it and they'll come back here Every time they'll know, like, they come back here for another cookie, and I'll walk out to the cookie in the front, and then they'll just keep coming back. And then I got more and more and more and more. And like, only half of them live here, though. The other ones go somewhere else to go stay. So. Well, pretty Cheers, much all major. animals, if you start feeding you them, have they're, gonna, they're gonna come around. Yeah, yeah they're, sounds they're, too they're, serious they're, to talk, man. Talking about pigeons. Wooey. Don't, don't let birds. them start up pigeons. They're falling. We were talking about birds. All kinds birds. of birds. The Larry Bird mm-hmm. cut, number 33, Gelato. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I got some of that with cross runs. Bud gave me. No way. Hell yeah. You want them? Runs and Gelato. Zettles, man. Zettles. Z. Z-Town. You just say Skittles and it's still Zettles. Skittles. <laughs> Skittles. The the, like the James Loud one is uh, white runs. yeah, and runs, and I think that's really called Dark Sunset, I think, or something. Oh like that. shit! I forgot yeah, you fucking right. the names with the crosses. I forgot. Shit. Well, those were that was before they were named. But considering I ran oh. about a dozen of the Gelato Forty One, it's oh. uh, I would have marketed that one dark sunset it was obvious that one was the the cool it was a good one and it had great flavor and structure and sure enough that was the one that i think even before i he already knew that like but when he gave it to me it was wasn't labeled like that it wasn't did he do this triangle kush crossed with that gelato or the white runs Uh, by any chance he crossed like everything. Let's see. I still have a bunch of those. I have uh, uh, sour apple. I have. I have to pull them out. Um, that was, was popular. Everything in the gelato forty one, like a whole line. Um, Another sour apple. Shit. Let me look. I just got the apple fritter cut. I got a sour apple yeah. from somebody else. I forgot the person. Oh. I had a pair. Another apple fritter cut, should I say? 
right? <laughs> I see, this it. one's Apple. You made that one? Okay. Star Gelato 41. Death Star. Sunset Sherb Gelato 41. Wedding Cake Gelato 41. GMO 41. Sarah Apple 41. Want to try that? These are autos. My sour diesel is looking killer right now. I thought you were going to be busy with the ones you're doing there, dog. What's up? I thought you're doing a bunch of S ones now, man. I want to make some and grow them out. Nice. What are you going to do with that Trinity there? That's what I want to do it with is the Trinity, and there's a couple others, but I think the Trinity will be the first one. My cousin's going to send me some STS. He's uh, pretty proficient at making it. So. Now, is that Trinity just an old OG, or that's a triangle Kush? OG cross Trinity <laughs> is an old bag seed out of some skunky bud from Trinity County, California. Cool. So uh, trying to listen. There's just a, a description of it by Jason King in the Canna Bible. I've heard it's not truly accurate, but I've heard it's some pretty damn good weed and it's an older cut. Yeah, it's well, any of those the triangle kush though. Yeah, any of those older cuts will have that little bit of mystery, you know. Oh, it sort of has an OG in it, but it sort of has a sour, but that triangle so, kush stinks, dude. I've never had a cut that smells like that. Anytime I open that dome, the whole room will smell like like fucking sour body odor, and it's loud. It's a loud plant. Got to know kind of an OG smell to it, honestly. Sour body, but like in flower almost. It's no, it's strong. a little cut. Like it's yeah, yeah, no, I know rooted. what you're saying, but it's like oh. it's, it's it's almost like in flower. Like yeah, I, I haven't grown it out yet, so I don't know, but. It's got that similar pungent, loud OG kind of smell to it. I imagine it'll smell different, though. Yeah, it's always funny how those transfers, those smells evolve. And you're like, oh, no, I wanted that one when it started off with. But I'm okay with this one, too. Mm. Then you wait I another month, it. and it'll change again. Yeah. Yeah, I love I it, though. To grow them out, though. The Trinities are already rooting. I might have to get the Triangle Kush again. I got three... But I got like snips that weren't rooted like into plugs and I didn't ha- know how to harden them off. I've never had snips before. I always got, you know, I'd get them already rooted. So the Trinity made it just fine. I got two out of three of them to root and I got one triangle kush left and it, I think it's going to be fine. I've had it in there for like 11 days and it's kind of solid in there now. So I think it's getting its roots going. Yeah. If you get snips, you got to recut those bad boys, right? Yeah. That's where Even- I fucked up. Uh, they were in the uh, vials of water and like you had to cut that bottom part off that was in the water because I put them straight into plugs and the whole part that was in the water turned to brown mush. Yeah. Hollow. And then they fall over. And so I the ones that I cut off in time, they they did a lot better. But the triangle kush, I don't know, it's just uh, it's a little pissy, I guess. Yeah, it's just like the Chem 91. It's They're a also pissy. coming from Oregon. So it, like I bet the humidity there. I don't know exactly where in Oregon, but like it's a lot more humid out there than it is here. You in Colorado, right? Southern Colorado. Oh, Southern Colorado. <laughs> High Plain Desert country. <laughs> On the edge of the dust bowl. Oh yeah. <laughs> you like dust storms and shit. I got the uh the sour diesel and the purple punch and the primus. 
that spirit train and the uh, sour nasty are all like 22 days into flower now. They look pretty good. That purple punch is a badass plant like to grow. And I could see why it's probably in a lot of dispos because it packs so much bud so quickly. I'm only 22 days in and it like it's gonna it's stacking and it's already getting trichomes. They all look pretty good. I'm happy that's yeah. the best run so far by far. Uh, have you smoked that purple punch though? Yeah, when my uncle brought me the cut, he gave me like an ounce of the flower that he grew out. So beautiful. I had some pictures on my IG. It, it's he's excellent at growing too so he did a great job with it but i can totally see like mine's coming out exactly like his the leaf looks the same that like the morphology of the leaf and then like my buds even though they're they're still pre-flowers like they're budded up like there's a good shape to them already and i can see they're forming just like the buds he gave me smells very similar too but it's i liked it uh wasn't the most potent smoke in the world, but it was pretty good. Like it put me down and I smoke a lot of potent weed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that... The, every, almost all the cuts he brought, or actually, yeah, all the cuts he brought me, he brought me a flower of too, the sour diesel and the primus. Well, it definitely sounds like you got some that... hardcore fire, dude. I can feel that spider tumble down the hole. I can feel uh... it tumble down the hole. Send them, send them to me. <laughs> Send me that spider, bro. <sighs> I thought he vacuumed up that big fucker. He found another big fucker. Yeah, he vacuumed it up. But he yeah. came back to life. I hate spiders, but I've been leaving them in my grow room lately. Spiders are cool. I got a big black widow on mine right now. Or black and red. I'm not sure. I yeah, I kill them. I'm worried about them getting my dogs. We have a lot of them out here. Yeah, I got it. Thousands of them, kind of growing. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I need to bug bomb my house, but I don't. I can't just leave for a day. Yeah. Plus, who knows what they're spraying, right? I don't know how beneficial that shit is. Yeah. Our clients around here get that shit done. Oh, they do the garlic spray and Worry they get all it. these bug sprays. It's like, well, they're selling okay, bugs like three weeks bro. later. <laughs> Give me my dogs and my girlfriend cancer or something. Some bullshit that's not worth the inconvenience of a spider. Like, how often does a spider bug you? A lot, dude. I'm terrified. <laughs> I have arachnophobia. Oh, shit. Well, there you go. Dude, I'll grab a rattlesnake with my bare hand, but I do not like to fuck with spiders. And I can kind of like, like, I can talk myself out of it and just leave them alone. But if they're on me, dude, I freak the fuck out and I just can't help it. Like, I've tried to tried to overpower that shit with my mind and like i can There's kill them but if right now bro. they uh if they get on me and catch me by surprise i freak the fuck out there you go Fox all right spiders. green finger green oh, finger yeah. this is what i'm sending you i'll mail tomorrow this is like uh i picked out a few seed packs for you wop cookies gelato 41 purple crossing the purple doge from Tino. Then I'm sending you this. This is land race from Afghanistan from Khalifa. It's from the Bak region. Oh, man. You you like that? I got another one for you, Captain. The suburban region. Um, And then 
this, but this one is only a few seeds left. It's Sour Apple Gelato 41 from James Loud. And then there'll be some other stuff in there, even a couple little pieces of paper for you. Oh, you man. know what I mean? Shit, buddy. You know, I, I sent you my address there, bud. You check, check your ID there. I know. There. I got to get know, creative. I like, I, I like, I I like paper, I got to go to the dollar store and then buy, like, an <laughs> item, like, something to get creative. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'll be mm-hmm. fun. Did that uh, package I, make it? You know what? It didn't. And even... Cow sent me one like days after you did. Uh, it came, so okay. I was hoping Monday. I know you said you might have tracking, but back at home in the U.S., um, maybe yeah, it's just I, I it's still up class, so it has tracking. My mail has been being way fucked up for sure last week, though. Yeah, no, because. Other packages have come and gone when there was no delay. So it took my seeds a week to get here, and literally they were coming from a city that's like three hours away from my house. And it took them a week to get here. And I had shit coming from Amazon through the mail too, and it got here like in two days. And I just I can't explain that. But well, they gotta go to distribution centers, and then from there they'll get yeah. organized. It's a I whole still don't feel like it should have took a week. System. Rolling on the roller for like a week, just sitting there rolling halfway up the roller, going up the The bottom line for me when I think about how a package gets there so quickly and efficiently, and pretty much all like that's pretty much a miracle. Like, like priority mail, you can send shit in two, three days, it'll get almost anywhere, even some bumfuck address in the middle of nowhere. For whatever, Choose twenty bucks flower. or sixteen bucks. With tracking. Terps to the morning. Terps to the morning, boys. Terps to the morning. That's a good saying. I was all the weed nerds. It is, <laughs> so far, so good. Pretty good. <laughs> just got some certified cuts, certified clean too, not just the cuts themselves. But uh, they've been scoped and dipped in a whole bunch of shit that should have no root aphids or any fucking contamination whatsoever. You can't get autos, though. You can't call me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, what are you doing? I love you, but fuck. You're lying to me. <laughs> ain't no auto, man. I'm telling you, dog. Autos are dead to me. <laughs> you don't like autos? Oh man, I just had a bad run of autos, and uh, if you, the, the, I'll give the, you some auto seeds that are killer. My cousin breeds them, and I, I was really skeptical on them, and so I like planted a few and just ran them in my bedroom at first. I was so impressed with the bud I got. Like he does good work with them, but it, it was pretty damn good. How about between plant versus plant? How was that though? Like, what's the consistency we talk about here? We're talking about oh, I got like one foot flower, here, over like here. Flower? I, no, it like was... uh, the the plant structures. You know, is that oh, oh. they're obviously related. The or first like, one oh. I grew was really nice. It got decent size. I got a couple ounces of flower off of it. Took it, I think, like seventy five days or no, it was eighty three days from seed. Like the day it sprouted, eighty three days, and it was done. 
and it was really good bud, super potent, but they grew, they grew pretty well. The second time I grew them, I, uh, I think I transplanted them or just because I had them in the one gallon pots, they just didn't get nearly as big, but the bud was still pretty good. And I actually fucked them ones up, uh, like overfed them or something. I can't remember what I did, but they were still pretty good too. The first one though was, it was bomb. There you go. Same. That, that, that's the problem with me too. It's like, oh, I'll have a good one and then four bad ones and there's an okay one. Oh, that one's acceptable. Here's what Just I did. though, too. In like, the last two seasons of doing it twice, same variety. The first time I had them in solo cups and let them like grow, grow a little bit in there before I put them out into the beds, which they were still really fragile to be put outside at that point where I uh, think I lost one during that first week, but the rest went. They didn't get that big. Like they got like maybe two feet tall or less. Then this year, yeah, I took the germinated it in a paper towel and put that little sprout right in the four by eight bed outside <coughs> but i used old domes i had that seen better days and i covered them up and kept them under the dome for maybe a week or longer till they got going and then those ones got twice as big maybe three times as big where, like, I realize even right now I have like 40 of them sprouted in these little cups. Yeah, I should have probably just put the seedlings right in the bed and put domes because taproot, they move quick. And if the taproot, if this flat triggers, taproot gets hindered by the bottom of a container. Yeah, that's you pretty much can't sprout them in a container because like three, four, five days, I've seen tap roots go fucking six, eight, ten inches. I mean, they move quick. Yeah, and they definitely have a sensitivity, a root sensitivity that's an issue yeah. that they can't take that minor abuse of being transferred as a little worse. Yeah, so the amount of days style. that you're going to be able to get out of putting them in a container, small cup or whatever, yeah, it's... Yeah. Not really. And yeah. by the way, the majority of my issue was that because the resistance was so low, right? Yeah. Um, it was just, it couldn't take the morning dew up here and it trashed out half of them before even the worst season was here. So it was like the advantage of putting them in early was great aspect of them. But when you put them out and they couldn't take the morning dew and they rot it out, well, that's the, there's no advantage of that at all besides disappointment. So it's just like, mm, well, all right, those are out. We won't do that again. Because uh, that's hundreds of man hours. I had, I was like, oh, I'm just going to do these autos. But then my veg, well, my friend with a big operation had a bunch of plants he didn't want anymore. <laughs> and I took those, which then they're the perfect height and everything where the ones that I was going to turn back were already too tall. So then I decided, oh, all those go outside. Now I got these. And then I have like all these autos I've sprouted, like 40 of them, different kinds. And I realized I have 17 acres. 
the thing about how these things grew, yeah, I could like whack them all. I could put a couple over there. They they grow anywhere. Two years ago, they were they were the cover crop. The photos were above them and took all the light, and they still grew fine underneath them. Like. And the one I grew, the one variety I grew indoor, yeah, I guess that was the biggest it got under 18-hour light. But that 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 was that wasn't the it didn't grow good, like not as good as the that year the shade ones. Like literally, they See, that, grew that's the, the issue with a lot of these autos too. Is like, oh, it's okay, it's good. Oh no, this one was great. Oh, it's fine. So these are these aren't really stellar terms we want to be like oh that's that's what we want we want greatness we want superb yeah. supreme you know like and when you grow an auto the chance of getting those is just that much less so that's why i, I sort of hate the autos and let's yeah, let's switch the subject like a, this is depressing everyone out. everyone's getting sad <laughs> no but it's not something to count on like but it's something to throw around and like a, something to play with i that's all i look at like oh it's not going to replace the photos that's never that's not the it's not like I'm deciding oh am I going to grow autos or photos (laughs) that's not even a a a thought I just have those it's like it's fun it's like something to mess with and like you said it's worth the chance if you can get a a couple decent ones for sure right especially if you have those friends who don't really toke down heavy you can they're they're generally satisfied with almost anything right even Almost Dude, that's you the part you're, you're missing. It's, it's pretty, it's not like you can tell it's good ass weed. <laughs> like, it might not be the great ass weed, but it's good. It's not like, oh, I taste auto. Ooh, that's auto. No, it's not like that. <laughs> My heart knows, buddy. It'll just skip a beat. <laughs> If you like variety, it's just another variety. Yeah, I do love variety almost too much. It's all sickness of mine. I like runs, though. <coughs> Auto. I do like runs. He loves he loves runs. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't tried runs. Really? I smoked yeah. some good runs. He's like around SoCal. Like, well, at least in my circles, runs. Well, it was two years ago, Gelato 41. That was like, fuck everything. Everybody. And it was runs last year. And There's still a lot yeah. of Mac in Colorado. Last time I was going to the dispensary, that was usually the, the Mac and the LA really? Kush cake were like the best. Damn. The purple was probably the best <laughs> stuff they had. That was like fucking years and years and years ago that I was to remember the Mac being fucking. How long ago was that, bud, for you? The Mac? I'm bit, the Mac. I was. Couple years now, three years. It's been around longer, but like it didn't penetrate my consciousness until about three years ago. Oh, yeah, that's me. And I like it and all that, but it's not, I don't know. It's good. It was good. Okay. I think it's it was a great cut until okay. it got disease, though, right? That cut got so passed yeah, around. I something picked up some disease. Yeah, for sure. Like something was yeah. wrong with it. Now, I might have already spoke on this, but like I was at my buddy's op and he's like, oh, smell this one. 
And I'm like, what is it? And he's like, uh, I just got it. This was maybe four weeks in. It's this Mike and Larry. And like, I smell a lot of things over my life. I never smelt this turf profile. It was like, I, I'm not good at describing. Maybe I'd say like Indian floral incense, maybe something like that. But it had sweetness too and gassy. I don't know. It had it all. And yep, I left there with three nice, healthy clones of it. And I guess it comes from that Skunk Master Flex. It's, it's his later, latest or one of his latest varieties, Mike and Larry. I don't it know. Definitely if Mike has a Larry is, OG assume, in it. Yeah, I assume it's Larry OG. But Larry OG has been bred into some of the best shit in the last few years comes out of Larry. Yeah. Larry's definitely put in the work. Mm-hmm. I don't know all the different strains associated with Larry, but in the purple bunch. I had it crossed with everything. Purple Bunch is an old school strain. Actually, before it was called Purple Punch, I think it used to be called uh, shit, it's skipping my head now. But it used to be Larry OG and Granddaddy Purple, isn't it? Is that what? Yeah, uh, I've been wondering about that. I heard Purple it Punches? Made like a while ago. Like yeah, that's an old ago. school strain, man. Uh, that Ken guy made it. Um, okay. Well, it's sort of frustrating to me because, okay. Cali connection. Yeah, I wouldn't know if I had Larry or not. But when I got it from Cali connection too, I had mine from Cali connection fans. Like even I've now grown Gelato Forty One and I've grown Runts separately, but I grew like a dozen Gelato Forty One crosses where I never grew Gelato Forty One. Actually, I, I. Oh, I, I realized I had smoked it. I knew that taste. But like I remember when I was doing all that, wishing I had grown that variety first and had relationship with that before growing out a dozen crosses with it because then it was hard to... Then when it was kind of all over and I learned what I learned, I realized, holy shit. <laughs> Gelato 41 is super dominant and so's runs, meaning they dominate the cross where like, oh, they were bred into some really great things that like those things on their own stand, right? But when you crossed it to Gelato 41 or runs, oh, all that comes out is the runs or the, they're dominant. Like they don't blend 50-50, at least in my experience. Those ones like, dominate the the cross happy 420 420 420 except except against mendo breath mendo breath seems in in both of those persons work got an equal shot like you can when you smoke the finish you you go oh it's mendo but some of the other ones Faintly, you can taste the star dog, or you can taste the sour apple, or whatever it is, because all it really is is gelato dominant, or even with the runs, runs dominant. 
I see AJ came out with that new Star Dog version four or version five, whatever the fuck it is. JJ, the yeah, he did here. He did another uh, release on it. I think it was the Star Dog cross to the purple star. The Corey cross to the purple Star Dog male. Anyone have any? No, it'd be controversial, but yeah. like someone should make a list of like the breeders that we know are obviously doing like the work as we refer to it like people that like when they do release something they tell you that yeah they worked on it for two years and this is the results or something like that because I think that, we talked that about is, that that's I don't really, like we have to hide well there's know, only a, a few people really doing the work and they charge the same amount for seeds as the people that don't Maybe we should talk about the work. What, what, what do we refer to as the work? You know, like F five, F four. Doesn't even matter. Doesn't mean. Doesn't matter if you ran the cuts like four or five dozen times. Like, what, what's the work? What's the standard well, that, we should establish? At least running the, the the both the plants enough to know what the fuck you're even selecting from. What they're gonna do. Yeah. You mean like try to stress them out, like herm them out type of thing? Like, no. Give them light stresses. Just grow them for a while, like three, four, you know, whatever it takes. Like, you know, we're we're establishing the standard. Let's do it. Let's not three or four. Let's go five times a whole year, whole whole year on this. 10 years in a row in the desert, the same plant, wherever seeds fell. Something like that. I mean, in today's world, you can, you could probably get it pretty close to a plant in six months, six, seven months. At least know it before you, like, how do you select if it's just two plants that you have in your possession? How do and I do it? I can tell you. I didn't say you. I wasn't saying you. I'm I saying that, you know. I didn't select shit. Putting so in the work is, is going through a hundred, a thousand seeds and seeing what's in there. And then taking those plants and growing them past the seed, because we all know that the plant changes from seed to the clone from that seed. So you're going to have to run something three, four, five times to get to understand that, hey, this plant stacks buds this way. This plant puts the trichomes on. This one over here is the sesquiterpene. And then you have to find a male. And then you have to find out what that male's going to pass on. Is it going to pass on potency? Is it going to pass on the terpene profile? Is it going to pass on the bud structure? You know, all this takes time. And to get something and put it out on market, you're looking at two to three years worth of work if you're really doing it. That's the work. And then, yeah, 150 bucks, 200 bucks. I guess that's worth it because that's just paying the rent on 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 that project for two, three years. I mean, yeah, there's profit in it, but and you notice the guys that do that work when they release whatever hundred packs, thousand packs, they're sold out like instantaneously. So somehow that that is. Yeah, it was hard people. to find that pack at Colorado Super Skunk. <laughs> and 
and the sour yeah. soup I got. Those were really hard to find. You found a pack of super skunk? Ooh. I got a pack of JJ's Colorado Super Skunk, which is a collaboration with Duke, kind of. He took the Caluminati, which is his star dog, hit with Duke's basic skunk male. And then he took a male from that and pollinated the mass Super Skunk. That's the Colorado Super Skunk. And then he took one of his Sour Diesel BX3 males and pollinated the mass Super Skunk. And that's the Sour Super Skunk. Um, yeah, I got both of them. I've wanted that Colorado Super Skunk for a while. I heard about that one. I found it, uh, I think I found it just researching about weed when I was like 17, but I've always been really interested in it and wanted to get it. Yeah, Super Skunk would be a classic for me. That's right in my fucking wheelhouse, shall we say. I love the Super well, Skunks. And I haven't yeah. been too motivated to have to purchase any seeds in the last year because of all the ones that seem to just end up in my in my in my drawer but if i was and i kind of regret that like i didn't it would have been hemp hills work any of those the i, I saw the all those pucks and <laughs> like i could just see from like memory of like what dank ass shit from like nostalgia days yep you say puck I, did you say puck captain yeah, yeah I would love to buy some of Bob Hemphill's puck crosses. Growing yeah, up, I didn't, I didn't work out any there. money, and those, those are gone. I guess he's trying to do a second release or something. But I know <laughs> you don't jump like that's like a captain. Ticket, how how lucky were out. you to get those seeds, Captain? How did how no, did you get those seeds, Captain? Re- <laughs> I, I, I was out at the Regen Conference in California, and Bob showed up. And that's when he first brought them out, and I should have bought up all the pack, all twenty packs that he had. Oh yeah! But I did get his personal jar of puck that he took to the conference, and I have this project called Death Star, you know, and Sunsea Star is one of the main components in it. And Bob Hemphill gave me a handful of uh, the Sensi Star that he used in the Puck Cross. Very so cool. So I have Sensi Star and Sour Diesel both here in Thailand with me. And oh, he gave both you seeds? Makes up Death Star. You yeah, got he some, gave me yeah. a handful of seeds. Hell yeah. I thought you meant I flower. That's awesome. Got his jar of puck flour that he took to the conference. What I does wasn't that puck smell like with that? It was coming home with me. I got a couple of puck uh, hybrids. It's a hash plant. It's like a hash plant. <laughs> okay. I don't think I've ever had pure hash. To me, before. it's more like a northern light smell. Okay. Nl one. That's what I'm gonna say. That's very my wheelhouse is super scum, cash plant, northern lights, all I that. Got, um, I got the Hunza, the Hunza Valley 91, which is the puck to the Chem 91 BX3. And I, I'm popping a bunch of them. I got F2s and F3s, and I wanted to find something more like the hash plant. I have some some of the chem cuts, but I don't I've never had just pure hash plant before. I've had some hybrids, but I don't know exactly what to go off of looking for. So 
Well, at this I've moment, it would be what Bob Hemfield's working because he's legitimized the lines he's working. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to. I do it. have two packs of his here, though. I did bring two other picks. I, I left the puck at home. Well, I was going to say this, Captain. You know, knowing what you were facing going back to Thailand, you know, when we you told me all about it, I really thought, oh, yeah, he's going to go back. His cat is gone, and and he'll only be there a few weeks, and he'll be coming back to the U.S. And now I've realized with the change and the opportunities there, shit, you might not be coming back for a long-ass time. Yeah. Was the cat okay? I mean, uh, the cat comes around once in a while during the day, but during the nighttime, he's gone. Right. He's still around then, though? That's good. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> he got some water and food the other day when I was out there to open up the windows. Is he fatter than shit? No. No, he's never no. been. <laughs> well, he was getting fat. <laughs> but well, I was just saying because you said you had to buy a whole shitload of cat food. <laughs> well, I, I left 90 pounds of cat food for 10 months, and December, the first part of December, I got a text telling me my cat was out of food. How the yeah, hell can you go out of run out of food from August 20th to December 10th? <laughs> it was 90 pounds of cat food. Yeah, that's a lot. Are you, you were saying something about they, it. They packed it up into little one-pound bags, and at the local market, they market. sold it off. <laughs> Batting up the cat. <laughs> but the pineapple bag. That beautiful pineapple field next to my house is totally gone. I think there may be a total of 10 pineapple alive in that field. It's all overgrown. It looks like shit. It's really sad. I think I'll have to grow cannabis in it. <laughs> and of course, what's illegal there, Captain? Is it the THC um, itself or is it the ability to grow THC? So if you pop your seeds, you know, the container of THC, would you be okay? No, actually, it has totally changed. The only thing that is illegal with THC are oils and concentrate. Flour is allowed to have THC. Since I live in Thailand for 10 months out of the year, I'm allowed to grow 10 plants, being a foreigner even. Oh, yeah. So it's uh, the wild, wild west. That's pretty cool. Well, because ultimately the local police now have been instructed that cannabis plants are not money. <laughs> Don't right. fuck with our money. <laughs> yeah, so I imagine that, like you say, Wild Wild West, it sounds like it's going to be the Wild Wild East. And like, plus, Captain, you think these people can actually distinguish between, you know, your old school Death Star stellar shit versus their... Um, yeah, you know, because it puts them sideways after two or three hits. <laughs> Hell yeah. 
it's completely different to them. This, I, the cops even look at me and sm- when I was smoking because they knew it was, you know, possibly cannabis, but they had never smelled any cannabis like that because how many times does Afghanistan make it to Thailand? <laughs> So what I did is because Thailand, I, I like I was saying earlier, I believe Thailand can help reset with all the fruit flavors here. But uh, I bought 20 packs that have fruit and I bought 80 packs of gas, earth, chemical, burnt rubber, fuel, terpenes, the stuff that gets you high for two or three hours are stoned, we should say. So well, that's what plus, I brought. Doesn't to Thailand. Thailand have like a a special terroir? I mean, it has great soil, great the, the no, the, not where rock. I'm at. I have no? a bunch of red clay, and we have but, a problem here. Is a lot of the cornfields and a lot of the rice fields have been uh, hit so many years with chemical fertilizers and chemical pesticides that it would take two to three years of growing hemp to even get the soil to be able to be used. But all right. So, but if you got grew it in soil, good soil, which you could source, doesn't the sun and the environment and all the rest of that, like grow great cannabis? Oh yeah. You give it the right amendments and it, it doesn't take a lot uh, to grow here. As far if you use, you know, using natural amendments in your soil, uh, and you can get away from uh, the, you know, bottles or bags or whatever. So, is there like gardening centers where you can buy like bag soil of, you know, decent to good yeah. soil? Yeah, they're up here in the north, especially, but flowers and thailand are really popular for people to grow so you can't go out and buy that soil you can't go out and buy all the amendments and everything like that uh, we've got banana trees here banana trees you can make ferments and uh, get your potassium that way so you know there's a lot of that knf farming that can be used but just in well, Thailand, it's, it's taken the easy way of just throwing salts on it for the past 30, 40 now, years. Now, there has like America. Been, like hydro stores haven't been a thing, but now wouldn't that be an opportunity? I mean, picks and shovels is always. Uh, actually, there's big, there's some big stores. There's not a lot of little stores. What they have is they like to group the stores together. But there are some hydro stores here, but, you know, the plastic bags you can buy at the local flower market here in town, and they're dirt cheap. There's a guy that sells peat moss there, perlite, uh, worm Well, I imagine, though, like all the, the big products are looking at this change in Thailand as opportunity to get penetration and possible market share, right? Well, the whole thing is, is they would have to produce something here because to get it imported would be so many different pieces of paper 
because of being chemicals, even if it was organic. And then you're talking like almost a 25% tax as far as coming into the country. So, you know, it's kind of not cost well, effective. Well, then the play would be and to take one of those yeah, that's companies. that's one of my ideas is and produce the stuff and over boom. there cheap and then distribute it the rest of the world. Yeah, I, I've got that. That's what I'm working on. I'm, I'm working on a, a pot here that you can put outside and kind of just... It ha if it's really easy, the Thai people will do it. If it's really hard, then they'll shy away from it. Well, isn't that so earth box? something easy. Well, an earth box, you have to, you have to build it. I, I've got ideas and I've got nutrient lines that <laughs> I can use stuff that, you know, are byproducts here in Thailand to make. Yeah. And no one's well, doing that right now. It, are the, so are there toast, is a market for like, it. Are common there? They are here where you can go to like yes. any of these box stores and yes. buy cheap totes? Yeah. Yes. I think they're, they're probably made there. Pretty much everything in the United States I can buy here cheaper. Period. Hell yeah. Except for horseradish sauce and maple syrup. <laughs> Maple syrup is like $20, $25 a bottle <laughs> for like 12 ounces. Oh, what shit. The there might be a market there, Captain. We'll have to talk. I'll do some calculations. <laughs> yeah. I'll send, well, you, I can't I'll send wait. you squares of paper. <laughs> I can't wait for some like authentic, like Thai weed to surface in the United States from, from all this change, which will probably take a while, but. I gave out a I gave out a thousand seeds. So hopefully Johnny Canna seeds got a couple sprouted already. Yeah, well I think I you need to grow Thai weed in Thailand. I grew this Thai <laughs> plant in on my patio like I don't know, 15 years ago. It did. It got 25 feet tall. The thing yeah. was like this massive, fucking hugest thing, and I finally cut it down because it was way late in the season. It was raining already, and I don't know about days, but it never really. Oh, I could smell that little tie on it. There were sprigly buds, but like, yeah, it didn't really. But it was Thai weed. I could tell you that it was a Thai strain that I. Fuck! It was the tallest plant I had. Converted this ladder and had all these crazy uh, uh, kind of build like a thing to hold it up. I After, how, long, how, how long did it take you to find good cannabis? And did, did you even find good cannabis in Thailand? Yes, uh, hit and miss. Uh, I do not like the lemon terpenes, so I kind of shy away from them. I found uh, the lime terpenes, I enjoyed those. Uh, out of Nankai, which is about an eight-hour bus ride from here, I found a very psychedelic high. Hmm. I, I literally broke two glass bowls in 10 days. And I, I just dropped them because I was staring up in the space. 
like I was tripping. <laughs> yes. I like that. So, you know, I, I found some, but, you know, it was really hard here in the north because a lot of it is picked early because they don't want the rain to come. And uh, they understand oh, I, if the rain comes, it's going to rot. Would you say a, a large percentage would be in a, a, a land race or do you think the European genetics and American gen, genetics have penetrated their their crops? No, they they haven't penetrated the crops yet. No, so be everything up here is still good. There. Heirloom Correct. land races. Right on, man. Right fucking on, dude. Correct. That's why when I was giving away the seeds, I told people, you know, it's a pheno hunt. It's a geno hunt. You know, all these seeds came out of this one batch. You know, you can find, I can't tell you because when I got the weed, of course it was old and made into a brick. Everything is bricked here for shipping. But, uh, you know, I couldn't tell. I don't have the taste. I can't tell you exactly what taste. So it was like, you know, it's going to be a fruit taste. It's going to be a lemon. It's going to be a floral. And it's going to be 140 to 160 days. <laughs> I also gave out some Lao Times uh, Thai. I gave out some Cambodian that I think grown, you know, indoors would produce really good cannabis. But now that this law changed and you start getting around out and about, you're going to be able to network with people that for all these other years were too low pro. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just like any outlaw. Yeah. Well, we don't even talk with this law it, change. And now they want some, to. Some of those now people they probably to. don't trust it enough to like change. They'll probably still stay. You know. Oh, no. To, to get in to see any of the, the really good gardens, you have to be introduced, and you better go with the Thai people. You don't go with other Falong, other Westerners. You better, and the best thing is to have a Thai girlfriend with you. Well, I imagine there's this massive influx of Westerners over there in the last few weeks. This all happened in the last few weeks, right? Like, so people are over there trying to capitalize. Well, they've been trying to capitalize since they had medical here in 2018. So ever since they've had medical here, even a couple years before that, there were people, there were Westerners here from California and, you know, from Europe. And they filled in the early spots, the good spots. Like I was telling you, Jaime's deal so that half million dollars for him. And he's got part of the company. So, you know, him bringing his CBD canatonic, which is also a THC strain. But, you know, that put him in a perfect position. And he was growing in 2018 at the university, 20 minutes from me here. So, you know, a lot of people were already in position by the time I left. And what's going to happen is just like in the United States, 
all these businesses are going to pop up and then they're going to go bust really quick. Well, and it sounds like they, they haven't passed all the other laws like, like DUI laws or can you smoke and they be fired won't. from your job or how all that stuff plays out. Which, no, they they probably won't. They probably won't do the drug testing like that, unless you're in a, a high security job or heavy yeah, equipment. The, or the people won't go for it. The yeah, the people won't go for it. Well, it must be interesting times being there with this change, like from your perspective. It's, it's like, exciting as hell. Yeah. You know, because I came and I, I was thinking that, you know, I was just going to come back to CBD and finally being able to smoke flour with a permit. And all of a sudden, within like three weeks, that changed. But that's Thailand. It, things can change week by week. You know, something is stuck and then all of a sudden something is done. And, you know, the laws change the following week. And you're like, wow. <laughs> and this and is the king. All it took was money. The no, king did no. The king. The king no, has is... the king has nothing to do with running the country. Period. Oh, he is well, a head figure, <laughs> and that is it. Yeah. They have a demo, They have a democratic uh, offices, supposedly, uh, but you have to understand it's still been under military control as in a coup ever since two thousand or yeah two thousand and fourteen. So it's been under military control, and what they did is they gave the Thai people THC to make them happy. So they forget about the elections coming up <laughs> because the people in well, power don't want to give up power. Is there like polls that show that this is like overwhelmingly popular? Is that what's happened? Yeah. Like the people Every, demanded this? Everybody wants it because they think they all can make a little bit of money off of it or they just won't. It's another freedom that they get. Just like we did, you know, when we got medical, it was a freedom finally, because now we could go get a medical card and not be prosecuted for a plant, for a flower. And they look at the oh, same way. Unique. Well, in like Amsterdam has seen better days. Their government's conservative and the coffee shop experience is not what it used to be. Like Barcelona's kind of got a scene going, but as far as like world tourism is Thailand's like you know, they have enough history and culture with it. And like you say, Australia and other people from other parts of the world travel there and they get 40, 50 million people before COVID tourism. And, and 40 cannabis. 50 million people a year. And, and they may get 4 million people this year. Like any tourist place I've ever traveled, like within hours of being there, somebody was made sure that you, you knew you could buy weed, whether it was 
whatever. I didn't do a lot of traveling, but weed's everywhere. Weed in Thailand is was hard to get in 2015. You basically had to go to like reggae bars and buy it that way. Well, what kind of prostitution were they facing, Captain? It was severe, wasn't it? Jail. Jail, yeah. Long time. <laughs> like, forget about you type. <laughs> yeah, so tourist people didn't, like, yeah, if you went to Thailand, you didn't even bother trying to smoke, right? You just enjoyed being there and got drunk. Well, like going anywhere, you know, I've traveled the world and I've been able to find cannabis everywhere or at least hash. Germany was hard to find flour, but I found plenty of hash. But, uh, you know, you're going to find out. You're going to go to a bar. You're going to ask someone eventually. And then you'll find out, just like here in Thailand, that you go to the reggae bars. The reggae bars, you can find someone around there to sell you a little bit of cannabis, usually at a very exorbitant price. We're talking upwards of $60 for like 12, 14 grams. But you go to Cambodia and it turns out to be like, you know, 90 cents a gram. <laughs> you go to Laos and you can buy, a, during harvest season in Laos, you can buy a kilo for 600 baht. Like eighteen U.S. dollars, seventeen well, U.S. dollars. What other kilo. country How in the it? region do you think will be next to like change? Not the Philippines. No, I have no idea. Somebody's going to look at it and think, "Well, we got to get in on it." <laughs> Maybe Vietnam. Actually, because Vietnam is, has another big uh, tourism industry. And if I had it all to do again, I would probably have moved to Vietnam from the beginning. Yeah, but isn't Thailand because like way more beautiful, like the landscape or the whole culture than Vietnam? Uh, well, no, you have southern Vietnam, which is basically all the way equal. The Mekong Delta in southern Vietnam is as far south as south, most southern part of Cambodia. So I realize Vietnam's like, a very, very long coastal country. So my, you have a lot of beaches. My uh, vision of Vietnam is strictly comes from apocalypse now so i all i think of is jungles and weird shit like that yeah no <laughs> <laughs> no it's beautiful it's all beautiful bud you gotta come <laughs> i'll get there eventually i have a passport ready to go i just yeah i don't know well, well next month you shouldn't even have to apply for a QR code. You should be able just to fly in. Visa on arrival for 30 days. 
Well, wherever I go, spend two weeks. 30 day. Yeah. Two weeks is like max. Like, you know, like when you're a grower, yeah. you, even to pull that off is fucking stretching it. But you got to live. Otherwise, Diego, what's the you, point? If you. Exactly. You live in San Diego. You may have to go up to L.A., but I'm sure you can grab a direct flight from L.A. to Bangkok. Yeah, it'd only be like probably fourteen hours for you. <laughs> well, I I, I don't the, think it'll the be twenty six, twenty seven. It took me <laughs> go in an opposite direction and start having competitive fares because what happens is when they raise the fares, then they don't have, they need the each they need everyone on the flight for it to be profitable. So when they raise fares, then they only get smaller amount of people on the plane, and then they start losing money. No, what they did is they cut the number of planes. Like even to come to Chiang Rai, we we have seven different airlines that fly into Chiang Rai, and you can only get six planes in to Chiang Rai now. Before we had 18 to 28 a day. Damn. You get six a day now. I had to wait the following day. I got in in the morning and I couldn't get a flight because they restricted the number of flights. And the same way getting here, they cut the number of flights. So all the flights now are like 90% booked. Hmm. Hmm. Because I couldn't fly through Tokyo. I had to fly through India, and I'll never do that again. If you have an e-vape, if you have a Dr. Dabber or Puffco brand new, they'll confiscate it. If you have lighters in your check-on luggage, they'll even confiscate those. They'll even pull you out of the line getting onto the airport to come check your luggage at customs for that. (laughs) God damn. Hey, I couldn't, like, yeah, they were pretty, pretty hot at the Dodger <laughs> Stadium, and, and they, they were trying to take every lighter from people, because, like, the whole place is a non-smoking facility, so when you put your stuff through the thing, uh, and they saw a lighter, they were like, oh, you can't take that in, or whatever, and, yeah, no one had a lighter in the show, like, it sucked, every, like, we <laughs> ended up having one, but then every five minutes somebody would ask you for a light because, like, they got theirs taken away. That's a warning to you, Eagle. Make sure your lighter's hidden. Mm-hmm. Bring a pack of candles. Bring some candles. Light up the candles Magic. and pass them around. I no, it's a pine knob. It's outdoors. Yeah, but some. Well, I don't know. I'm. I'm probably sure that. It's not one of these California non-smoking facilities. So they, there's not like, oh, smoke over here. No, they've decided to make the whole facility non-smoking. A lot of events that are at all these big corp or the big event places. Yep. So they can say even in the parking lot, you can't smoke because it's a non so, yeah. 
Not that they enforce it that much usually, but fuck at Dodger Stadium, they were taking lighters from everyone. Damn. Hopefully hmm. someone found them all in the dumpster. Look at this collection of lighters. Score. Exactly. <laughs> they got nine new brand new full size picks for me. <laughs> I well, know the problem coming through Tokyo. How I kept mine is I pretended to throw it away and I cupped it and then just started walking. And then the next thing you know, the ticket taker guy yelled ahead to the security guard to stop me. So they stopped me, and then the guy's like, what happened? I'm like, I don't know. I threw it away. He says, what? I said, they made me throw my lighter away. And he's like, oh, all right, go. And got away with it. I, there was no way I was giving up my lighter. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. You guys don't hide it in the, the best place to hide it? <laughs> Where's that? Great fingers. <laughs> It used to be you would think to hide things, but in the last so many years, you don't really trip on stuff at most places. Green fingers, keister, and lighters and shit. Lighters. <laughs> no boof. No boof. <laughs> well, I guess that's why the, the, it's good to have those mini lighters once in a while, right? Yeah, the mini ones. <laughs> The button gets stuck and you stick it in there, and then all the gas goes up inside your butt, and you just fire yeah, it lighter, and then it's like whatever. Fart it out of lighter. Now, how do we get into it up your butt? Like it's never that serious. I don't know. Spring so we gotta have a light. <laughs> they call me green fingers, but sometimes brown fingers. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I wonder how much you're kidding. I know, me too. <laughs> I don't think, think this is fucking true when I say don't you got a dick pipe? <laughs> uh, dick pipe. Yeah. <laughs> he only smokes it off screen now. <laughs> so it's green fingers, little spoon, piece of meat, butt yeah. finger. You read the... Yeah. That's my. What happened to um, little Dick Energy? <laughs> that was fucking before my time. I mean, I didn't see that video until, until after I did that. I was like, what the hell? Is little Dick Energy. <laughs> little now, Dabby. Captain, remember when you would go to these temples? Do you think, like, yeah. now when you go to them, you're going to be able to smoke a joint outside, like in the park around it, or go? Still banned it from there. Or wait, wait a second. Or what? Uh, Eagle, you still had those shows up. Why don't you watch me smoking when I was there the first time? <laughs> that was no one was there. It was only you, wasn't it? Is it? Are the yeah, it was COVID. The yeah. monks were there. They were there. There was people, people there. People. I saw some. The, the only. The only one that was closed was the White Temple, and that's the one that I sat out front on the park bench with the guy that looked like a, a samurai. 
that was done up with the pieces of mirror, different colored mirror armor. I sat there and smoked a joint with them. The Blue Temple, I sat back and they had a smoking area back by the bathrooms. Because I, I asked them, but they had a smoking area. And then the Black Temple, I sat out with the river or the field and the river behind me at the Black Temple or the Black House. So, yeah, I've actually smoked at all three temples here. <laughs> back, back in the day, pre-legalization. Exactly. And I'm actually going out and buying a uh, new camera because I've got to start doing some more. And I'm doing, uh, I'm going to go to some coffee plantations, some of the chili farmers that have, popped up in the area that are westerners that are growing like 30 40 50 kinds of chilies and shit like that here as a business a hobby. you imagine uh, that maybe the monks see other type of flowers some of those monks in their organ you know they're, they're they they're hundreds I of years old smoke. the monasteries and stuff man they probably have the like genetics from way back and the best of the best they got the discipline <laughs> if they're at all into growing weed I bet you the monks got the best shit <laughs> they have to they never say shit they're just sitting there quiet all the time in deep meditation Man, I had to fucking redo my mic, man. Half the, you guys were talking earlier, man. I come in a couple of times trying to fucking come in and talk and shit. My fucking mic wasn't working. <laughs> I had to fucking unplug it and fucking set it and shit. Yeah, when I first joined, you were really, really quiet. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, it actually, I yeah, it was I actually used my headphone mic at one point, and then in chat they were saying you're muted because I guess the uh, martial artists could see me like mouth, and I started looking into it and realized none of my shit was working. So, cheers to you if you didn't hear me. Cheers to me, all flower, who's been very <laughs> quiet. Cheers, brother. Good morning. <laughs> uh, I'm stuck in a trim bin, so. It's a good place to be. Yeah, on a Monday morning. What are you trimming up, man? Uh, some tin mints gelato. Oh, shit. From uh, it's Jinx Fruits. It's fire. It's it or whatever. Real tin mints. And uh, how's the Terps? Tin mints, ring minty. minty. With that little kind of gelato-y, but not... Candiness? Yeah, just... It's more to the tin mints, this one. Not my favourite. Will do. I prefer there's a strawberry kind of Orofino uh, of, of its fire. That kind of just has the mint at the very, very end of the strawberry. 
which is absolutely wow. got and it's got that little bit of cream from the gelato. It's like mm, it's beautiful. And James proof. So I have I still have another nine pound hammer to go from Jinx Proof and one Amy's Aces. Nearly 20 days hanging. So let's hear about Amy Aces. Uh, my Amy Aces is some um, cantaloupe melon with a kind of a stilton cheese at the end of it, kind of burn your eyes. So it's real melony, like cantaloupe melon, the smell, and then it just, it's got a foul, like burn your eyes type of herb to it. That's all I can say, like, kind of, the, it's beautifully foul, I should say. I mean, like amazing. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Very impressed with the Amy's Ace. Very, very impressed. I got I'm three games. I was 16. No, I got I'm cracking them oh. tomorrow or, yep, soon. Any minute. Move to the front of the line. I'm running through two packs of nine pound right now, man. Hopefully, I uh, get a couple good ones. Happy hunting. Hey, Green Fingers. So I'm going to send you a couple because there's a lot in here. Hell yeah. There's a lot in there. You, you want to grow some too, right? Yes, sir. What are we growing? All right. <laughs> Amy Aces. Oh, hell wow, yeah. I've been trying to get that. Well, I'm going to send it to you tomorrow. Sick. Thank you. Yeah, I'm hoping to get Amy Aces in my garden soon, too, believe it or not. Hopefully Tyler watches this. You got my Addy there, buddy. Hit me up. Yeah, don't, don't trip. I always do it when I say. I, like I say, I got to get creative. I can't. It's not the United States priority mail. I got to get a little creative, right? Which I, you'll be surprised. I'm, I'm good at creative. Get a courier pigeon. <laughs> I, I that would be creative. That would be sick to get a free. Hell yeah, pigeon. would. Like, like, and the pack, you know, dog, that's a great idea, dude. The old school technology with pigeons, man, yeah. you could deliver a you lot of stuff. You your own pigeon, too, and like put, put the love into doing that and send them the seed. It'll probably bless them in a way. Or you could drop them somewhere and then they'll fucking seeds it grow somewhere. Just, yeah, in the just train the bird to do that. You'd be like, oh shit, look at all this weed. On a hike, I bet we could do that, yeah. man. I bet we could train birds to seed so we didn't need like yeah, they can, tractor. They equipment. can only carry a certain weight pigeons, yeah. It used Plus to be lot seed. that's why you need a lot of pigeons. I put them on steroids, the, bro. The, those <laughs> honing pigeons can go. They like have been tried already. In Texas, don't worry <laughs> for delivery service, steroid <laughs> pigeons. 
They can fly out and place the moon. Yeah. Shit. You can only send a small weight with them. You know, around you look at my birds now. I got pigeons in my garage. That's what I call well, them. I'm pretty sure that if pigeons can be used in the cannabis business, Mike Tyson will do it because he's in the cannabis business for real and, and no joke. And he's a pigeon guy from fucking way back. Mm -hmm. Could be useful. And their shells. And their bodies, you can make bone meal from the bones after they die. To me, he's like the best example, really is, of like cannabis, or not just cannabis, psychedelics, cannabis, or whatever. You could say drugs, but he's not into drugs, just those things. How it really changed somebody who was like, you know, angry and, you know... A certain person. I was watching some shit on that kid today, man. man. When he was, he was fighting when he was fucking 12, 190 fucking pounds, and they yeah, were and passing his, him his, off his, at fucking life, 17. Bro. His whole life story, and unlike other celebrities, you you know that are just cannabis spokespeople or whatever. No, that dude, he's for real, dude. Like out of people alive, that I'd be like, yeah hang out and smoke weed with and that he'd be the guy dude he's cool as fuck and i never would think i'd say that like i was a fan of his boxing and followed him yeah uh, i thought he was yeah i mean he was definitely a different person than he is now and like like he says it's all because of, of cannabis and mushrooms and all this other shit oh hell yeah that toad fucking poison, scrape it off that glass and fucking psychedelic yeah. life, man. Ooh, you can only go so far when it's like a trip you know, without losing your. That's the trip. I'd send you some, but I only have that left. That's the real toad shit right there, man. Oh, that is beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's all yellow. That's the first time I had it was at a rainbow family gathering and it was the toad. It was yellow, made from the toad like that. That's awesome. It's, That's it's awesome. like my emergency liftoff. That's like, awesome. Until I get some more. I, I, I won't hit this until I get, and it's hard. To, there's a lot of this other kind out there, which is fine. Yeah. But uh, I've had it from a mimosa and i've had it made from acacia confusa i've had a when you make it like you can separate it because you got to set the part of the purification process is getting out the nmt and that's what'll make like the high longer and i've tried the nmt also like i've had the isolated dmt pretty pure and then i've got to try the nmt and the the DMT just by itself is only like five, maybe 10 minutes long, but even on it, like a heavy dose, it'd be gone in like five minutes. But the NMT was a lot longer. It wasn't as intense, but it's really, really interesting. It was like a, like a reddish, orangish oil. It's really cool. Well, I get Hamilton's position where he's trying to say that the frog venom DMT is really no different than the plant-based 
mainly for the survival of the species of frogs, which is under pressure and yeah. almost extinct due to this phenomenon and all that. But my experience, there's no comparison in like, okay, but I get why he says that because that he influences a lot of people that maybe will, will help the frogs survive this, but I haven't, tried to, I haven't tried it from the That's toad so, enough times yeah. to really have an opinion on that. The one time I did try it too, I didn't, it was the first time doing it and I, I probably could have done a little more. It was a really, it was a powerful experience, but so I, the, the experiences I had after that were like much better though. And I think it was just because I had enough to do the right dose. And actually, if it's good to begin with, just for like light change of headspace, those DMT cartridges that work on an e-cigarette battery, those are pretty cool too. Like it's not, like I say, it's more like a head change. I've never got a not, brain cue on them. Yeah, it's not about that. Like, yeah, I've never tried them. Have, that that's not really i don't care if you hit the thing i've done what you're times. talking about though i've like taken just a one or maybe two small hits of it just uh i used to like before i had like a dab rig and way to take a nice low temp dab i would just rip a pop can or get some really thick kind of aluminum foil which is probably not a good way to do it but you got to do it at a low temperature mm -hmm. and i would just take one or two hits of it and like you're saying get into a different headspace because it's really interesting it's I was always really interested in DMT when I heard about it. It was just really intriguing to me. Yeah. I haven't done it a whole lot of times. It's, it's, I have other things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a common experience, sort of, it seems. Uh, but that intrigues man, me also. People, like, a lot I, of people, I, can't, I can't even begin to describe it. So, like, oh, acid mushrooms, I can describe that. But not, not. DMT's too fucking out there, man. What's the shit that makes everybody see lamb? The fucking the DMT? The see what? Lamb? The character oh. that's in lamb? Oh, I mean the aliens? Yeah, the, the alien guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's pretty common across all high doses of psychedelics. There seems to be a certain amount of people that didn't fit experience aliens at some level dmt a lot of experiences like that like to be honest yeah like I, you, after a really good dmt where you like are checking out these i guess alien vibe or whatever it is and then you don't have a question whether there's aliens anymore. You don't need the government to say yay or nay or pictures. You you just know already. That's too real. Even though it's like grand. in your imagination, but you're already like, I'm not a person that believes too much on that. But then in that experience, it was like if I was like intimate with it, it was weird. It was like, huh. like, like, no more doubt because it was like intimate like in my but okay was that just all my imagination or my own head the drug i don't know no it's pretty trippy it's hard to explain fuck yeah <laughs>
one of the craziest experiences I had, I was, um, I just like, I, I swear, man, it was like my, uh, my wife was there to kind of corroborate it and it tripped her out too, but I felt like I could see a couple seconds into the future and know what was going to happen before it happened. And we were watching these movies we'd never seen before. And I was using the movie to demonstrate it. And I don't know if I was just high using like, uh, can't think of the word, but I don't know if I was just paying attention to things and my, like my subconscious was really hyperactive, but I was doing it and it was really weird. It tripped me the fuck out. I never, never had anything like that happen since. It doesn't sound like much when I explain it, but it's, I've had some pretty intense experiences and that one's always stuck with me. It was just really fucking out there. So I had a, like a sober person to, that kind of, I also freaked out when I was doing it. So it was really cool and kind of weird. Crickets. Fuck you smoking out over there, Major. And I oh, haven't I seen you so quick. Yeah, smoking out. It's got you tonight. Exactly. I'm smoking on a mixed bag. It's marked mix, so there's a when you always mix your cannabinoids and your terpene profiles, man, you always get chewed up. At least I do. So and uh everyone I pick, I smell. So if it doesn't have good terps, I just eliminate that one. <laughs> I just pick all the good ones. Uh, usually in the mixed bags, it's just like after you pick your primo buds, eat your great A's, you go back and get your great B's, and that's why I just I just mix it all up. I don't bother separating any cultivars or anything. It's just like grab it, bag it, tag it, get the fuck out. <laughs> and yeah, I, I do enjoy the mixed bags. So they're usually, like I said, the best highs are the mixed buds, I think. You can you can almost have the best weed and smoke it all the time, and you won't appreciate it that much, right? You, your body almost builds up immunity to those, that same profile, but you switch it up to a different a different you know varietal, and you'll be just you know. It's so nice like a, to see what, what ones go together. I wonder if you ever wanted to cross them. I find you know what I mean. It's that little seeing what would go with one another. Compliment. Morning. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. As you say, like the gelato will always stay to gelato, runs will stay to runs, and you know, as in the Gino pool is going to stay more to the dominant, that flavor. You know, I'm trying to get the two flavors that 50 50 mix in a cultivar is you know, sometimes hard. They get them both to kind of sink. For sure. But when you're playing with a lot of same genetics, I think it's a lot easier, especially with all these runs and gelatos and zettles crosses. A lot of us came pretty uniform. And yeah, it's cool. You know, so-called bottlenecking, but there's a lot of varieties out there that I'm, I'm not good, too concerned about that. Still a lot of seeds to pop. You're the mixture of weed. It's nice when you just put your and you just grab a couple of buds out and you it's like, see how this goes? You know, when you know there's three or four different flavors in the one. Yeah, yeah and of course, like the, the high is always the best too. That's the, 
you know, the key, the key element for me anyways is always a feeling. I can have, you know, if it's good flavor weed, it might stick around, but if it doesn't get me to where I want to be, it, it doesn't meet the standards and has to be eliminated or crossed out. Usually something that has the good, ter- good terps, I'll try to cross it out with a little, you know, one of my kosher kush old studs and try to bring out some effect and trimmability top three you, you you cut out there a bit eagle what was that my 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 determining factors are effect taste and trimmability that's my checklist that's where i heard the word cockering oh my god did you not hear I... me you did not hear cockering <laughs> At no point in Cochrane. Uh, I swear that's what you said. That he's like, could you my, my choice, how I choose by my fucking strains are by effect, taste, and okay. trimmability. Why did I three top that? factors on these days or not? That's crazy. Right. <laughs> I, I like those standards. Those sounds pretty kick ass to me. And most of my selections done by Mother Nature, so I'm more of the a little bit of natural selection there. But if the structure isn't there, you know, that's where my artificial selection will come through and be like, yeah, well, that one, that one may have made the season, but that one doesn't, that one doesn't have the terps. So that one, let's act it out. You know, it's always hard to kill a plant though, especially the lens. Green fingers. No. So that's your Amy Aces. Okay. And then there's two more, two of those in there. You get nice. it? Yep. There are the seeds, and then there's those. Mm. One at a time. One at a oh, time. Yeah. Oh, me. you can take the whole thing. One. Not both at the same too. time. Don't do that. You can could, stick but in the whole. Never mind. I actually in. have been enjoying half of one of those. Like, like I maybe did this particular one like six times over the last year, and five of those were half and was perfect. One time was a whole, it was perfect, but like, I uh, half was good. I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah, I started off by holding three gel tab black, black gel, black pyramids, three gel tab pyramids, and I was outside of my friend's house waiting for him from the at the weed man's house down the street and I was like started sweating and I was like rubbing my face and started hallucinating and I'm going what the fuck I'm tripping on and then like looked at my hand I was like fuck oh, put it in my pocket and yeah then took some a half hour later but by then I was already hallucinating like bad like tripping everything was melting oh, yeah. best time of my life 13 years old. Fuck yeah. Well, I'm sure Captain has a lot to say. That's one thing me and Captain had in common. We're both psychedelic warriors, or yeah, that's what we are. Yeah. Yeah. And then I did mushrooms like a week later. And yeah. Summer vacation. Best shit ever. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah, I didn't know if it was two nights ago or last night. It was last night. I 
I took a half a hit last night. Yeah. It was already like post drums of the show. I was going to take it at the beginning of the show on the stream, but I forgot. And then at the drums, I'm like, oh. And it kind of hit me when the show was over. <laughs> Actually, I was watching Eagle on the Weed Nerd World and was tripping. That's why I didn't call in or anything. I was too high. I wasn't too high. I just was in a good space watching. Yeah, it's been years since I've been to that town. <laughs> oh no, but, uh, you gotta you gotta cleanse your head out every so often on one form or another, whether it's this, that, or the other. Oh, I did some mushrooms not so long ago, but not that. Oh, long. and then that that's it's the Sid, you know, Sydney. They all she like is. sometimes I was on periods of time where I didn't like Sid. I was more in the shrooms. There's times I didn't like either of those for a while because it was. The high was too long, and then I like DMT, but mm, pretty regularly, I like to at least once a month. Most of the time at shows, like I always trip at shows, like every show. In fact, part of it. Can you see the music? Yeah, I don't drink. I smoke weed and trip. That's it. And a lot of times, little amounts. I'm not trying to go fucking to the moon. I, I did that. If there was the, the vibe is right, okay, let's go. Not not like but most of the time I like just to enough to be right in the pocket. Yeah, you don't want to be like too destroyed where you need a caretaker. <laughs> yeah. Well, shrooms, it's a bummer because I love shrooms, but if I get too high on them, I get super paranoid, like so paranoid. Like one time at the show, I swear, I thought this guy must have been a cop in front of me because I could see the bulge of his gun in his behind his shirt. And I was so high that like, and I was tripping with my wife. I'm like, dude, that dude's a cop. She's like, what are you, what? And then I like pretended to bump into him and like felt his back. Oh, there wasn't a gun or anything. Like I was just tripping. <laughs> and then this other time I called my house sitter, like in the middle of the show and was like, dude, you better leave. Something's about to happen. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm like, I don't know, dude. I got a feeling. Right. And yeah, I got this soup. Like nothing ever got cocaine used to get me like that for sure. <laughs> but I don't do that shit no more. But mushrooms twice got me so paranoid that I was delusionally thinking something was happening. I've never had yeah. that happen from mushrooms or LSD. I've gotten really paranoid on the like the N bombs, the two five I and BOMB, the Shulgin chemicals. Those I've gotten like weird paranoid trips uh, taking them, but. That would be, and, and I find it really hard that cannabis at all could make somebody paranoid. But people I know for a long time, I know them, and they would like they did smoke cannabis at times, but then don't. 
because yeah, it, it gets them paranoid, like, which, yeah, cannabis, I, that would be the opposite. Like, even if you were paranoid, you smoke some weed, you take that away. But some people get paranoid from it, which I have a hard time relating to. Because, like, I can't see the correlation in my own life. I can no. see it with other drugs, but not cannabis. But I, I have two friends that, yeah, they get paranoid. <laughs> I have panic weed. attacks on weed. I have panic attacks on weed, on the weed that I've been growing my own weed for so long. I've been every time I smoke my shit, I get panic attacks. Start breaking my blinds, looking out the windows. Nobody's out there. Nobody's out there. Nobody's out there. Fucking too narrowly, too much narrowly dominant. Too fucking paranoid. I'm gonna start panicking <laughs> for no reason. Literally, no fucking reason. It's funny. It's not fine, but take over. I'm gonna crash, guys. It's it's nice hanging out. Night, dog days. Take it easy. We'll see you all around. Thanks for having me here. Peace out, dog. Have a good one. Later. Uh, man, I got ants everywhere. The ants have invaded my house. They're looking for water. No, they're looking for fucking everything. They're everywhere, bro. Wow. <laughs> you noticed them. They were all over this napkin. The paper towel I went to blow my nose in. And I answer all over my face. No, the, yeah, they are looking for water, though. My dog's water dish is full of them. I had to wash it out three times. Fucking crazy. First time I've seen that in my life. Like, what the fuck? There's thousands of ants in my dog's water dish. Yeah. You like cho- chocolates? Chocolate? Everything I'm showing you, I'm putting in your pile. This is your Same pile thing. over here. Holy shit, you've been throwing off other shit. Yeah, I'm, I, if I, I get it together the tonight, and then it'll be easier. <laughs> I was just like when watching I, you do stuff. When I know something. that I'm going to go run errands tomorrow, if I put it together now, it will go. If I like Wait till tomorrow to do it at the last minute. It, I'll be like, oh, no, I'll do it another time. <laughs> and I told you, because wait, I haven't seen you with any of these mylars from the dispensary, right? You're staying away mm-hmm. from there? I haven't had any for a while. Good. I had some pink rosé from a month ago that my mom brought me. I couldn't, I just found it on the table. I didn't even know she gave it to me. I was like, what the fuck was that? Like, well, wait, your mom's, your mom smokes too, right? Yeah. Well, and then so she, out of like smoke whatever bit, package but... you give her, some, she takes some. Yeah, I told her she gives it to you. And yeah. she's like, she's like, yeah, I'll keep some. And then I don't think she ever got any. She forgot to take any for the tree that I cut down because I, I told her to take some. She never took it. Now that fuck. Like, she doesn't care if it's got seed. She's like, yeah, I smoke seeded weed. Like that's what she's used to. And she got panic attack from that shit too. And I was like, it's that weed. Don't take any of that weed, then if you're gonna get panic attacks from it. 
too much. I don't know, narrow leaf shit. I never grow dominant. No white leaf, nothing. No, never. Because they burn you out, bud, or what do you think? I go right to bed, dude. Right to yeah. sleep. Like, literally one hit, and I'm like, I got to take a nap. Like, what? But these other ones, that they usually, I cut them too early. So I cut them a week early, and now it's too racy. It's like, fuck. Usually it puts me to bed, too, but if I'm not, just, I don't know. I cut it like a week or two, two weeks too early. I didn't have a choice, right? Like I said before, like somebody says they need rent and you gotta pay the bills, you know, you gotta pay the bills. But fuck, like I'll find a way. Got plants to cut. Only thing I can do, barter for that shit. You get it paid. You uh, got anything going on in your greenhouse now? The greenhouse is fucked up right now. I gotta cut the plastic or take the plastic off for like a few months. I got a screen for it, but I, I just got it. It's so fucking hot in there, dude. I can't even. The two plants that are left are struggling. All of them, the other ones died. Fucking I gotta put more seeds now. I just put some supplemental light after so they could grow till February again. And fucking flip them and a month later. It's a huge ones like I did. I got some good size buds from this last one. Last two months ago. Maybe I'll do cheese pickles. Two branches. One smoked on already. Now it's late. Late spears. All the rest seeds. Thousands of seeds. Well, what is that? These bags, these bags that I'm packing up are from the batch. <clears throat> the, the banana god male. Uh, so yeah, there's so each of these varieties, uh, fuck, I better write it down. Banana God. There'll be a tickle got hit with banana God pollen. Hell yeah. You got a good cross uh, there. A bunch of good crosses. Could be. Especially this is the OG my, that I've had for so long. That now there's this, this amount that has seeds in the bud. But I saved like I saved some already. I'm going to sprout those and see what comes of it. Nice. Well, boys, I got to get going. I got to water some plants. And, of course, I got to get to work. So we'll see you tonight on the Wiener World, motherfuckers. Kill an auto. Grow an auto. <laughs> Grow them both. Yeah. Your major but, fell out. He just said, bye. He just he told us bye. Really? and then he left. His autos are thirsty. Those autos do fuck you up, Bob. Yeah. They get you tired as fuck. 
put them to sleep. Got some all old school harvest. Oh. Probably a good place to wrap it up, I guess. Wrap it up. Wrapping it up. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'll sign off. I'll see you guys at the next Weed Neuro Convention. And have a good night. And start your week off. Good. Fuck it is Monday, isn't it? Ah, shit. Yeah, we're starting starting to loop into the weeks. They're starting to loop into each other. I can see it happening. You go by so fast, man. Sure, but I need to say bye to you. Oh yeah. Weekdays go by so fast. Well, yeah, we should probably wrap it up. Got a couple of things left to do before I fall out. So, yeah. All right. Have a good one, Robert, Eagle, Chat, you. I'll still be here trimming this time tomorrow morning. <laughs> Which isn't a bad it isn't a bad complaint. No, no it that is. Is a good thing. It's actually, yeah. Nice to be putting turps in the jar. Yeah. So yeah. Peace out and uh see you tomorrow morning, boys. Right on. Thank you for popping in, man. Thank Appreciate you for it. company. Yeah. Sure. Later. Man, I spoke smoking that chalumbium tonight, man. That shit had me stupid. That what you're eating? Serious, but I never see you eating too not, much eating back there. I was like, oh shit, he's chewing on something. Yeah, fucking that chalumbium, man. I that number five A gets me like super hungry. And then fucking B, man. Tonight it just got me fucking stoned. I was good and fucking stoned. Had like having a hard time like recalling high, which I hate, especially when I'm on live and I'm like talking to people and shit, and you're all like, uh, um, um, shit. Yeah. Yeah. That happens to me quite a bit now where I'm like, fuck, I could, I wanted to say something. Man, I even said it too. I was like, I wanted to say something, but I don't remember. And then like I just popped in me kind of, but like, I struggled. I struggled so hard to get that memory out, and I was like, "Fuck!" I don't even think it was the right one. I was just like, "What was the age that we all started doing psychedelics?" Because <laughs> I couldn't remember what the fuck I was really trying to think. I was like, "Motherfucker, too high." Felt stupid, but I was like nobody else knows that that's happening, but I do. That's what sucked. So, on that note. Memory games, everybody go play some, download some apps where they make you remember shit. If you don't use it, you lose it. Right on. Fucking getting dumb out here, doing dumb shit. Love you, Eagle. Thanks for having us. Have a great morning. Peace. Love you too, brother. Have a good day.
Ned Denver, the ones I've bred lately, if, if I've sent you seeds, are Columbium F2s. If you guys got the uh, DOA cross, of course, Smiley's. Smiley's came in this view. This is Smiley's version of the DOA cross. And his was the Jack Skellington to the... Uh, Columbium, and I bred out the other ones in the vials, which is these little guys right here, and that is the Columbium to the Jack Skellington. So the Columbium male to the Jack Skellington female is the one I brought out there in Denver. Hopefully you got them. Hopefully you guys enjoy them. Please pop them, and then if you could, post the pictures from them strains to, I guess there's three There's three tags now. You should be hopefully posting them to, of course, the Dank of Anthony, Growing with Eagle. And if you could, post them to Found Smiley's Angels as well. That would be too, too cool if you could do that for us. With that being said, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I love the fact, I shit you not, that this is in the rock play mix. I'm going to let it play too because I like the song. Subcool D's House of Dang, Mama Law, Sub 10, Scarecrow 420, Green Thumb Bum, Christina MG89, Unplugged 705, Medical McGullicuddy, The Rick T, The Rebel, The Nig 207, Fabian, Salinas, Dave's Not Here, Time Spook, Great Walker, Mendo Dope, T Dog, Dung Beetle, Red Eye Jedi, Grows, Mother Nature, Dustin Conway, Duckweed, Run Boy, 7426, Justin Gooder, Sting Man, Oki Roy, 74, Corey Trevor, Michael Wall, Small Vision, 420, Husho, Cat Data, Tackle, Don Slug, Rick S, In the Bushes, 827, Jane Simmons, Kevin Hahn, Kevin Hahn, World's Last Hope, Patch Pan, 420, Bobby Merchant, Dirt Road, Dude, Kenneth Sheba, Jose Ramirez, Red Eye Rustler, Dab Goblin, Dr. Buzzle, Your Acetone, 710, Canoe, Kenny Queen, Genetic, Stabby, Tanase, Fumador, Dirt Man Dan, Keith of Black Sales, Mr. Bosilla, Sim Premium Gardens, Rasa Bob, Rasa Jeff, Spoiled Root, Small Tubes, Tyler, Frosty Buds, Norm Michigan, Micro, Ouija Buds, Sub T Grows, Big Jar Grows, AC, Modern Genetics, SoCal Weedner, John Last, PPG 15, Green County Grower, CJ Apple, Perfectly Imperfected, Dollar Tree Grower, T1 Productions, Dane Grower, DOA Grow Meds, Miss Nudie Grows, I grew some Johnny Canacy, Nutrient Shootouts, Naughty Nikki, Zoe and Slammer, NNY, Pixel Monkey, St. Bernard's Observation Booth, Clover 420, Hides by Aldridge 25, Miss Madden, Teeth 2, Moomo Grower, The Get a Great Loki Grows, Sussex Guy, Bird 979, 79, Polish Hammer, Miss West, Outlaws 31, Voodoo Ultras, Present nerds kelly connections wolverine grown big jerk grows jimmy one for life lay way back farmer deep block mmp nations creations amber alana psychedelic warlock ld artist lt sir sinky rob big day 420 barrett window big ed 1961 man yg3 the green click jnk triple g mrs sprinkly Brittany and tyler tc farms hope farms lisa g john beats you crazy for you bgwg 420 dr buzzwell purple thumb og anthro sense media anthro just face 420 beast ghost girl for slur how 
Trey Pallone, keep it real. Hagerton, 420, Zep Zeppelin, Audit, everywhere. BTWD grows. Banger, Screen Puffin, Man, Abbs, Boy, Chef, Seth Life, School of Crop, Cause I Love It, Green Mountain Grower, Southwest Oakey, Real 100, 212. Andy Man, Miranda Family Farms, Page Farms, Me Outflyer, Ryan Henderson, the Green 13, New Sailboat Winds, King of Mag, Finance, Indra, Michigan Native, Bear Jane, Bad Garden, Streamer, 77, Double D, Bad Bunny, Nutrients, Mr. Green Pots, Mr. Green Nugs, from 619, 684, Spain, Jones, and Group, G grows, Raz, Amy, Joe grows, Cass, and go from your podcast. Luna, Green Med, Black, Jeremiah, Miranda, Sony Creek, Lost Art, this is no one. LG 420, Giant Mike, Prometheus Soil, Jason Ice, OP Wind, David Kobe, Mason 662, Scroggy makes Scroggers in the fourth, the Goddess Gross, Kaylee Burroughs, Chad Brad, Family Farms, Paul P, Kevin Jojo, Mike Honcho, Jerry Huggins, UDA, Green Tree Doctor, Kush Cloud, Joshua Seedsland, Gore, Organic Home Buds, Warren Nelson, Cam Wood, Maine Mystic, Show Love Always, Kelly Stone, Texas OG, Chuck Norris, Sarges, Claire, Fresno, Happy Guy, 311, Mix Up, Kinder Grow, Evergreen Haze, Yes. G's friend tree MMJ man S A ball dragonfly B Justin Man Travis Walls Lucky Mike Seattle from Chronic Seeds King Chronic Titan for Blusco Seed Jango Gas Wabasso for Life John Smith Tommy Draco is Woke King Raz Pop Little Soul Roll Spike Pile House Green Junior Matt Stilbert into 11 Stephanie B Shark Pulley 989 Von Brown Side for Garner's Joey Y, Bugs 1313, Grower, Painted Lady, Frank Booth, Jake Myers, The Mid, Chap, Mr. Brandon, D. Bagsy, Dr. E. C. Jeff, Sir Dining 11, Dutch Grow 420, Scallywag, Skill Bowl 1, Bed Girl 1, Empire Breeding Grow for Rolly, Lost Leaf, Liam Mass, Danny Danko, B Bear 7, Holly Noble, CK Time, Trinidad, Looney Jester, Smoking with Small Town, Tim S., Mr. Lazy, Rafter Grows, Robin Law, Rob, Automation is Freedom, Robert Hazelton, Tor, Michigan Quad, Corey, Double Tap Farmers, Mr. Green Thumb, Bum, Board. 28 away, Rudy Prospects, Canada Bus Driver, Hayden Life, Kenny 710, Operation Grove, TPN, TM, Bower 2696, Rude Nuts, Dr. Scrambles, BB Rush, H. Oh, shit. I fucked that up. I fucked that up. And I forgot where I was. B, B Moon Rocks, that's where I was. Why ain't this playing? I. <laughs> BB Rice, wherever the fuck that is. GH double G H F double J Bio Greens. Self Grower 56, Hanky Sanky 420, OG, KP, Ganshin, and your mama, Georgia Joe, Roy Rodriguez, B Growing, Ventures, Best Nugs, Killer Beat, Rose, Ganshin, Wizard, Husky Guards, Not Tree 420, Dr. You, Soil for Life, Billy for Life, Chef Row 42069, Beaver 698, Dr. Franklin, Booty, Goddamn, I make Ted's Test, The Ripping Bad Boy, Jack Greenstock, 420, 420, Boom, Fire, Charlie Farms 420, Aldridge 25, Smiley's Gardens, JT's Misty's Dunn, Smoking Grove, Frazier, Grocosti, Twisted Roots, Faded Farm 420, Jeff Dorowski, Genetic Memory Farms, Evolve 420, Cameron, Mr. Bagsy, Jill Carter, Mystic, Mystic Marks, Mystic Grower, Ginger Stamps, DTE, Grose, Rick Wolf, DLP 2372, Ned Denver, Mike Denver, Sergeant Pepper 420, Ken Trooper, Flying Cat 420, Light It Up Again, Tim, UKSIF 420, Buddha Boy, Devin Shipwreck, Medical, MJ, Buttsville, USA, Resurrection, Prophet Chris Martinez, Ding Man Dan, Ding Man 420, Red Setter Farms, Good Luck, Jonah B, Chicha B, Most Hated Grower, The Major General 420, Army, and American One, WD 714, Shrot Ace, Kenny Olsen, Nags, Mountain Skies, Ready, Hit the Eyebox, Chris Martinez, Ian Save Robbery, Subject Live, Happy Big Hand, Finger Lakes Finest, Rich Patch, Dodes, Removed, Southern BT, Groover, Chosen, 
Choose Medical, Jerry Baird, Plus One Mushroom, Secret City, Botanist, My Little Ten, 24 Choose Face, Walker, Christian, Tree Mom, T Barrington, Heart Soul, Homegrown, Mike Bean, T Wayne, School Well, I Dig, Lactic Arts, John Smith, Elliptus, My Natural Fire, Pacific Northwest Seeds, Ross Catfall, Lemon Coco, Trent, Rita's Juicy Live, 420 Grand Menu, Mary Bond, Sammy Sizzle, Nine Inch Colas, Chris Moon, DK Trades, Visit, Greater Guru, Decan Brew, Canadation, JJ Wires. Dan the Indoor Man, Chromies, Holmes, Hamilton, Grohl, Clip, Smoke, Keystone, Canna Flag, PA, Big High, 710, Eugene, Greeley, Face Through, Hustle, Friend, Darren, Carlos, North Arizona, North Arizona Beer, Grow 420, No Salad, Jesse White, Gassane, Yeti, Interford, Genetic, Social, James Fixon, Robin, Mr. Killer, 8, Moan, James Buttercream, C-Dub from NorCal, the Spiracy Seed Network. Deadhead, Smokey 616, Curtis Mayhead, Matt Moira, and Morte, Rick Heyman, Stephanie Dora, and Tennessee, Fab Carries, Kate, Mike Rubel, the Duke Bear 420, Max 751, Lawrence Gonzalez, old student, slow to get help. There we go. Student Moon, Popco 719, Bake with Shake, Baby, Old Smoke, PWC, Grow Buds, Lower Wash, Mr. Weed Blows, Old School Grower, Chad Westport, Hunter, Warm Four Nugs, My Little Piece of Heaven, Pugin Sounds, Eats, Glass Grow, Richard P., Rich Crispy, Wannabe, Mr. Soul Boot Spectrum, Con God, Lori Hanson, Real 2000 Years into This, and Mr. D. Conley, Bitch, Pimpin, Pimp Jam, McBody Face, Show Me Sasquatch, Fuck Google, and You, I'm Going Whale, Canadian Resort, Porto, Palmer, Call Right, Zephner, Humble Farm, Sandry Farm, Seldom Seen, Oak Park Gardens, Hell 9782, Skunky Packs, Marshall Artist 2012, Michael Slave Hefner, Daniel Wing Dizzle, Medically Fit, KGB, Robert, Mr. Green Fingers, Motherfucking Thomas, Rancho Coastal Plenty, Monkey Balls, Andrew Chapman, Bobby Lynn, Meets, Trench Digger, Mr. Mac, Tony Light, Bologna, Bill S. Weed, Peace, Standard Delicious, Minty Country Roots, You're on Fire Tonight, Earth Creeper, Big Ray 420, TD 101, Bucks and Hands from Mitchell Club 14, Bearded Me Man, Bearded Me Man, Farm 616, Nolop Nord, Max Rubin, Ruby, Timothy McKinnon, Neo, Justin Bean, Straconic 88, Fat Belly Real, Jennifer Steele, Kidman 03, Turk Farmer, Shannon Stevens, Cater Country, Miss Speed, Wolf Seen, Firesaw, Wallet Walkie, Wally, Wookie, The Goddess Grows, Ross Bob, or White Feather Grows, Burnish Rooms, Tone Grows, and K-Man Grows, BX Gunner 81, Smith, Dude, Dude, Grows, Sean McCann, Jay Monks, Take It Gentle, Walla Walla, Candle Grow, Fall Dog, Huron, Candace Council, Listen, Paris, Rock Fam, Touch, Smick, 420, Ben, Press Grow, Thriving Herbs, Hi Boy, Your Mailman Grows, We Be Growing, Australian Growing, Love. Uh, love with the plan, Argo American, Smart Poker, Unfrozen Caveman, Wise High, Surfcraft, Michael Groom, Jeff Lowell, Mobius, Rose, Tank Brownies, and D. Elliot Harkins, Mystic Flavor, The Forging Gardener, Overwater, Overkill, Seattle Sea, Shadow Warrior, Valley Green, 514, Million Jensen, Oz, Indica, Doctor, MJ Coco, Brandon Russ, Matthew Gates, D's Bags, Sean Star, Shotgun, Willie, Dank Yoda, Jay Simmons, Turbo Gross, Clothes. Jerry Pro Grows, Black and Miss Coop, DJ Conley, Aaron the Grower, like 1978, Michigan Grow Buds, Your Boy, Roy Boy, Delta 9, Jay McDaniels, Black and Miss 420, C.D. Cola, Dylan Steinfeld, PFC Farms, Husky Garden, Sun Grown 707, J.A. Drove, J420, Cascadia Grows, Tito's McGee, Four Points, A. We Works, Captain Scrog, Skunky Buds, Hans Warrior, Jackie Young, Terry Lee Live, McGaster Penty, Annie N. D. Urge, Green Junior, Leon from All Purpose Plus, Left Smiles 11, Bidu Buds, Michael Ross and Plenty, Richard Forbes, David Pimenta, B4, P-Funk, Nick T, John Reese, What About Bob, Prince, Patty, Dave, Daniel Bergman, Green Puff, Man B, Dung Lee, James Young, Sarge Rose, 818, John Wade, Carolina Roots, Sister Golden Air, Dana L. Dink, Reno, KNF, Gardens, Blank 1032, 1, Only B, Farmer James, Crypto Dope, Richard Lamb, 
HIP Grown, Matt Javreen, Dan Marino's Crack Wonder, Sunrise Grove, Top Floor, Genex, Small Fish Report, Tony Cam, Two Canvas, Jesse Fisher, My Dog Nelly, Rooster Farms, Alex Hardy, Hardy Gear, Benny Cropper, Dan, and Gross Woods, Wind Grown Meds, Sunrise Grove, Lexi, Brittany, Coo, Chase, I love you guys more than anything, No Limit, 916, Grumpy Toad, Alchemist, and Candidates, Soulborn, Dixon, Roswell, Alex, D, Dirty Ore, Catfish, High Power, Thunder Dan, Propagation Station, John McDaniels, Lisa Marie, Sarge Goes, 818, Blaze Daily, Pride Piper, Perpetual Eagle, Proud Boy, So Smiles for You, Break, Sada, Dane Duchess, Edo, Kelly Maxwell, Captain 420, Break, Sada, St. Fat, What About Bobby and Johnson, Pop Shrooms, John Dorsey, Jen Doe, Mr. Dungeon, Gangsta, THC4, PTSET, Barrington, Hot, Roll swap clip, Pilaro can bring up best of because then no Mr. Manny D can for a 428 B normal Frank Guerrero, Franklin Guerrero, Bear Feet, Mr. J. Brent, 74 CK Brown Guy 420, Packager 420, Burton Street Made, Grace on the Grow 207, Hydro Daily, Hep with GG, Jamie Reed, Supreme Grape, Sony Rockefeller, Cape Man, Cannabis. Root City Sin, Why Sustainable, Midnight Roots, Dead Center, Cynic, Knuckles, Mike P, Polly B, Quick, B, Nimble, Buddy, Kilowatts, Michael D, 4889, Disbanded Brothers, Mycelium, and Joseph, Grace Medicine, RX, Keeping Chief, Hydro Daily, Concerned American, Cannabis, 411, Freedom of Speech, Stocker, Joint, Works, Needs, Trees, Ganja, Subdugo, Sub 10 is the little upside down, Big Jesse, Bedid, Jesse Stevenson, Pedori, Big Dudes, Cannabis, Babes, Angry Guard, Dutch Grove, Slick Brigade, Dog Pounds, David St. Louis, Move Watch, Scott St. Yeti, and Rind, Edmund, Grown, Uncle Elmer, Alfred, Christopher, Big Force 54, Last Predator, So Matthew from SoCal, Sue, Illinois, Man Beaters, Jake Bruce, Dark Horse, Genex, Owner Dude, Joel and Jen from North Star, Genex, Carolay, and Carolay, and Mitch from Cry PTA, B13, Lean, Brubian, Perfection, XX Elite, GPXX, Uncle Sonar, Chris McTree, Kitchen, Growers Paradise, LAD, Grown, Icedini, Decoy, Bacon, Mr. Scato, Fresh Break, One, JLN, Big Bob Grove, Zali, Canna, Australian Go, Jack 420 Gardens, Daniel, Phil, Mr. Nowhere Man, Selling, Sally, Silly, Seagulls, Wob Wobby, Sean Biz, Rescue Ready, Roadside, LLC, Notorious Dogs, Magma Seeds, Father and Son, Tripping Tutorial, Sub T, Dank, Jose Ramirez, Dog of the Hut, 420, Fuck Man, GR420, Community Video, CMO, What's Up, Detroit River, and Lewis See ya. Michael P, AJ Everyday, Captain Bottom, Channel Bob 13, Main 420, Mad Girls, Cookies, Cookies. Jake Kendricks in for the grill. Backwoods all good. Chanel Simpsons. Al Skankin. Chanel Simpsons. I fucked that up. Guns Roads Kazoo. Aaron Burnett Shrooms. Miss Lincoln Sinkin. Angel Studios MG. The 420 Grow 10. Paul Diella. John Fuller. Jacob Bitch. Fiber Flower. Paul P. Seldom Seen. The Elevated. Lenny Organic. Sunman. Chiba Sunny. Jumpo Bulldog. Jumpo Paula. Royal Cardinal Sosa, Dan J, Earth Friendly Farming, Candy Forest Farmer, Fuck All That Be, The Misfit Grower, Jason Line, 512, Snake Eyes, Northern 4466, Jason Grayson, Total Breaker, MD, Sony Creek, Russ Sonic, Fritz Dwelling, Tarzan, Superman, Old Man, Herbert Hedge, Freebird, Moe Glory, Manigar, Simple Man, Survivor, One Time, Typically Golf Coast, Chronic, Seafat, Bolero, Bolero, Harley Gore, Jet God, Steve Collins, Todd Kendricks, Property Maintenance, Sharpie, The Island, Hayes, Steve Speaks, J.R. Reed, Brandy Cade, Steve Collins, TCDR, Clear Killing Wardrobe Finding Randy Grandy Fifth One Thousand Ace Boot Thirty Two Twenty Three Wake Up Captain Freedom Bean Puffer Smiles Fidget Digit Missing Guns and Boots Ass Red G Super Bob.
Weekend Weekend at Bernie's Cape Egg, Justin Stacey, Strong Salad, Organic, Zippy, Atlantic, Ghana, CK, Hell, Me All, Flower, Brent, Bootcut, Henry's, Kendrick's, New KT, Christine, True Soup, Bowtie, Spoke, Daddy, Dreads, Barbara, Matthew, Spill, 54, something, the fire bill. Sorry, trying. H.S. Old Grown, Kevin Two Kids, Accounting Health, Happiness, Berserk, Low Collab, Low Cut, Albert Trendy, Mo Manning, Rez, Raz, Betsy, Helen, Huge Janus, James T. Atomic, Little Miss Hill, Big Daddy, LT Gardens, Big High Flower, 420, Lobster Front Row, Mother Tricky Maine, Red Pill, Yo Boy, Boy Boy, San Ecstatic, Channing Gibbons, Wuhan, Rick W., Comfortably Numb, What Smoke Away, The Eight Ford Show, Richard Lamb, Red Pill, Seven Turn, Canvas, Pursuit, K Rolling, Worthy, Buzz, Logan Man, 81, Owen Flower Podcast. The address back, Warren Dixon, Pink Lady, Lucky Old Mountain 420, surrounded by Keeper Eye Farms, Fridge Dweller, Single Father's Happiness Without Guilt. Oh, excuse me, still a couple pages here. Yeah. Mike Steve, 562, Gotcha, James Christopher, Green Goats, and Eggs, Unsola, B. Benson, Andrew, Charlie, Sativa Square, 4 GTC, A. Bush Doctor, Dirty Hope Gardens, TK, James Weaver, Crow Holmes, Corey Gadman, Green Hill Farms, Hillbilly Earth, Station Worm Turn, Skunky Brewster, YBF, Larry OG, Bob's Farms, Spartan Grove, Johnny Green, Dope 710, Biscuit Wildflower, Seldom Seen, Gambler, Todd O'Connor, TP710, Caribou TV, Virginia Herb, Red Primo. Equilibrium Genetics, Trophy Truck, Skyway, Kevin O'Donnell, School of Trap, Super Color, Trucker, eBay, Bunter, Under the Glass Girl, 420, Grove, Ted Nugs, Matt, Dream, Greg, 77, Ted Nugs, Skunk Cake, Glasswork, Tweet, Small, 347, Mike Italian, CJMA, 182, Justin Gucci, The Webcam, Dot, 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 Dan Sony, Baby Fan, Jay Cooter, Pip 1000, Dan Sony, Sunshine Farm, Daydream, Brad Sire, Mount Marie, Scotty Nowhere, Justin Big Time, Sir, Red Bear Farms, Two Dogs, Seed Buff Lug, Bungaloo, Luck E, Claudie Goslin, Mount T World, Green Galil, CT Garden, Benny Ben, Up and Able, Mr. Mara Drover, Kuster, Fimes at the Mental Green Goddess, Alberta Cannabis Grower, Sun, our Earth Creeper, Don Hazel, Earth Madness, John Gall, Cool Word, Robert Rittenhouse, Pedro, Nancy, Joey Berger, Mr. DeVille, Mikey from Maui Gold, Genex, Missy, Diz, Missy Desa, Dragonfly, Earth Medicine, Thunder Dance, and Lewis, Sun Grown, Super Bob, Dutch Girls, 420, Tough Impact, Mr. Treat, Green Gypsy, one that's two four one dirty rotten imbecile 69 steady gains ginger bug cyber name paco paco smartphone beat ridley pal f tough impact crazy people doing stuff wait pie multiple division patio bears growing and home invaders getting no bug the root blue kiss cards sweet nerdy wc token party show for life Brittany Nicole, Sacred Grunt, Ross, Super, Joy, One Love, Mr. No BS, Penny Pepper, Rivers, Frank, Roddy, Ford, 20, Chef, J, Reese, Dog, Zay's Gardens, Corey, Big Force, 54, 420, Green Goddess, Himself, Burley Baker, Christ, Christ, Cycle, and Tricle, Joseph, D.D. Dank, Al, the Beasley, Lord Camp, Swimmer, 22, The Grow Boss, Jim Clemmer, and B. Closet Grower, Blinded by the Light, We Very in a Grow No, Miss Vicious, Doc Callis, Miss Total, Rick, Mr. 12 and 12, Cassie's Pirate Fairy, Mr. LaMarc, Leafly Hill, Panda Camp, P.K., Urban Remo, Red Dragon Brothers, Journey of a Grower, Dab Hunter, J.T., T.M.L., Leafly Wiggly, Cam the Ganaman, I and Type 420, P.T., The Humble Local 420, Nick and D, hey, good farm, Zachary G. Say your will be you, Eddie Alvarez, Turf Wizard, say, uh, Paisley Acres, that's that, Tuzilla, FK Ultra, Chillbird, what UK, Brandon Harris, 710 Cotton, Sewer, Fino, Fisherman, popped in the other night. 
Milk Night, Cotton Mouth, Throat, Icy Cold, Surly Moss, DK, Driving Miss Hazy, Herb Conscious, Woody J, Roy Dugan, Marijuana King, Ganja, Ninja, How What You Got, Justin Goudini, Big Blazer, 80, Ryan Kowalski, Marcus Green Thumb, 420, Ben Nova, Weed Five, Weed Monster Grove, The Quiet One, Who Be Growing Doobies. The Fire for Department 420 Colts Mountain Banana Farmer Dance Food Fang from Green Gage Group Three Jace Top The Coffee Pot Seymour Cups Bio Synthetic Cups of Nuclei Doc Vapor Alex 22 and Of course Tonight's guest Pizza Pizza Pirates Ooh. That being said, last but not least, we just 207. This is the end of your journey, your day. This is the end of your day, your journey. Please get some rest. If this is the beginning of your day, your journey, please take time for a little bit of self-love, a little bit of meditation along the lines of what I am hoping is a fucking fabulous day for you. Kick off the week right. Make it a prosperous week. Along the lines of your day, your week, please take time out for a little self-love, a little bit of meditation. I think I may have already said that. Do not forget somebody. Up and coming events. Can of Queens got an event June or July 16th. Country Roots, the 16th through the 19th. Big Cloud Farms, July 2nd and 3rd. Fun places to be. Look them up, check them out. With that being said, I will see you tonight late, 2 a.m. It's We Nerd World. With that being said, I've hired a few things to do before I fall. Have a great day. I love you guys.